What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Monday Night Roski, where we take the, where we go with no Jimmy hat. Have you ever seen or yes, no Jimmy hat. We going Roski. And this is the longest running episodic program here on YouTube. Anyway, man, welcome back to the show. I know Monday night, we got Monday night football. We got the Raiders. That is going to be on right here. And I'll end the show if we're winning in the fourth quarter. If we're losing, I'll keep the show going on. Anyway, man, you went in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Cochellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamus, and you're in the Desert Storm Bunker with EWF, Every Woman's Fantasy, the whole effing show, the Morpheus of the Mating Matrix, the CEO, Negro of Fixes Minds, LLC, the Unbinder, the Rent. Forder, all right, yo, rent due out here, and we got the Black Moses of this, as well as many, many other nicknames with the man with more nicknames than anyone in the game. Yours truly, CGAC God Allah, and the ten-time demonetized champion of YouTube, the ten times, ten times. I got demonetized twice this weekend. That's ten times. All right, so uh, anyway. <laughs> We up, we rise in the numbers, Ninja, at this particular point, the 10-time demonetized champion. All right. Hey, we got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about after the marriage wheel. We're going to follow up. We're going to follow up on the marriage wheel. And uh, this is a follow-up of last week's stream. So what we're going to do is we're going to follow up on there and tell you what happens after, after the marriage wheel, after you go back on. So we'll cover all of that later on in today's show. But we got a great, great, great show for you lined up for, for you today. All right, we got Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We do have uh, Way Satan. Satan uh, presides over feminism. We're going to show you that real quick. PJ Washington, Brittany Renner's baby mama, or baby daddy, I should say, baby daddy, right here. Okay, daddy. PJ Washington's baby daddy has gotten married to baby mama number two. Oh, no. All right. Yeah, I'm just saying right there, Ninja. But uh, we'll see what we're going to celebrate there, Black Love. We also have uh, After the Marriage Will, and we're going to use some expert analysis as to what happens to men and women after divorce, divorcees. We're going to talk about that. Anyway, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Hit the like button for this show. And also to contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the Notorious CGA on the Cash App, Vimo. Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that has been to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel where you can super chat on the Notorious new, 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 new world CGA channel. All right, let me get to some earlier contributors to today's show, and then we're going to get on with the show. Shout out to the king of country. He says, CGA, the great thanks for helping men. All right, they already got me. New, 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 new world All right, what happened to my stream over there? It's freezing up. Uh-oh. Oh, what's going on? It ain't me, man. It ain't me. They trying to get me. But look, I'm going to say the super chat again. It's King of Country. CGA, the great thanks for helping men. Shout out to you. Thank you, brother. And uh, Kazam's Way came in with the co-sponsorship. He says, free agent lifestyle for life. Take me out with the Donald Trump. 
for making me laugh. Shout out to you. I appreciate you for being over there. I had to take a second look. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Anyway, feed pictures. Okay, never mind. Shout out to Dr. AMG says, let's go Raiders. Let's go to the Raiders, man. Shout out to you. And uh, shout out to no government name, but we're going to call you. Hmm, let me say, let's say, we'll just call you Amber. Uh, we dress sexy on Halloween because it's the 304th Dia del Año. All right. It's the 304th birthday. Yes, indeed. Dia del Año. The 304th birthday. Halloween. Shout out to the hoes and the skeezers. Ho well. And ho, ho, ho. And Halloween out there. Uh, is there a party today? Is it Halloween today? I hope it's not. I don't got my candy ready yet. I don't got my candy. All right, I got to get my candy ready. Here we go right here. Jay Flizzo says, drop $60 on candy because I don't want these single mammies stealing my ish. Coach Gang Yang in the building. Shout out to you, man. Single mammies going to be looking at me like, hmm, looking at me like a juicy steak walking a little snotty nose crumb snatcher around my neighborhood. And I'll be giving out full candy bars. So these 304s be like, oh, all right. All right. I got money. Hey, these 304 baby mamas out here. Oh, it's baby mama season when I be at the front door. I'm going to have to figure out what to do with my stream tomorrow. Because uh, single mammy's going to be out there with they saggy waggies. All right. Walking they snotty nose crumb snatcher around. <laughs> All right. Case in my joint. You know what I mean? Case in my joint. I'm going to be handing out liquor. All right, what are we doing here? Royal Scott says, had to congratulate you on the 10th time demonetized-ish. We will celebrate so large when that Spotify check come in. Coach Gang Yang in the building. Indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah, Spotify, don't, don't give me a deal yet. All right, baby mama's still trying to get a check. So uh, I got to wait till all my kids turn 18. Baby mama's is on the hunt. All right, they on the hunt. They watching me. They like, oh, what is did you go get paid? Hey, Spotify, I'm not ready for the deal right now. All right, yeah, we gonna wait. Uh, shout out to Loud Pocket says, did I get in before Albert Wesker? Hmm, maybe you did. Albert Wesker's not here. He's he's missing in action. I don't know what he's doing. He drinking. All right, he drinking. What are we doing here? Dooski says CGA is the true speaker, ready to hear the aftermath of the marriage will. All right. Aftermath of the marriage will. What's going on, man? Yeah, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly data. And of course, I wish I could give you a great financial outlook, but there is some outcomes and some surprises as to what happens to people after they get a divorce. And I'm going to use my evidence anecdotal, and I'm going to use the data, statistics, moon stars, and quasars, and I'm going to do everything we can. I'm going to use divorce attorneys data. We're going to use stories that I know of people and uh, all of that in the bag of chips. Ahoy. All right. All right. So look, let me get in here, man. Appreciate y'all early contributors to the day show, man. Do me a favor. If you didn't contribute, hit that like button. 
Hit that like button in the building, and we're gonna start with Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater, it is back. Uh, here we go, man. We're gonna hit these streets. In these streets. All right, the streets is rough, and these hoes is winning, as far as I was heard. All right, y'all told me these hoes was winning. Okay, nobody wanted to listen to CGA. Wait, that's not doom and gloom. Nobody would listen to old CGA. Coach, these hoes winning. They got the government, they got rent, everybody paying, they got simps. All right, they don't got enough simps. In these streets. All right, uh, how old do you think this young lady looks right here? Uh, here we go right here. How old do you think uh, this is Phoenix, Arizona's finest streetwalkers out here, man? I'm going to tell you. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in, and that's it, and put the PIN number, and boom, money just comes right out. All right, so how old do you think this somebody's mama is she definitely looked like somebody's mama how old you think this girl is or this woman all right somebody already saw it right here but she didn't seen hard times uh this woman well let me let her reveal how old she is out here in these streets in these streets all right here it is right here i mean i wouldn't claim the term homeless but i mean yeah i mean i'm just chilling but yeah i'm homeless anyway. i've had my in the room i'm homeless you know I mean? I don't... oh Mm-hmm. All right, so what's your name? Lindsay. Lindsay, how old are you? 23. Oh. Oh, the humanity. Man, white women be, man, holy mackerel. 23, Ninja, 23. Oh, not even a junior college can do it. Oh, the humanity. All right, man, 23, Ninja. Oh, look at this piece of sloppy yogurt. God dang, Ninja, stop doing drugs. Dolphins, don't do drugs, Ninja. 23, zooted and booted, kicking in with the lopes. All right, yikes. 23. Oh, ninja. Oh, my God. Oh, the humanity. All right. Where are you from originally? Ohio. And what brings you all the way out here to Phoenix? I moved out here when I was 17 to be with my parents. 17. Jesus. What's your current situation? Are you homeless? I mean, I wouldn't claim the term homeless. Oh. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just chilling. Oh. Oh, the humanity. Ninja's still going to try to put, oh, if you put your prick next to this, did you? If you put your pee next to this, you deserve what you get out here. This is just, oh, this is the disaster. Oh, the humanity. This is terrible, man. Hey, listen, I'm not trying to make fun of the woman, but man, oh, man, these hoes don't be winning out here, man. I always be trying to tell me. Always try to try. These hoes winning. All right, where? All right, come on, man. It's hard out here for a pimp. And uh, I don't understand that mixture of uh, liquids that she's doing. She's got a Coca-Cola and a some milk, some goat milk. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Hey, man, if the coronavirus didn't take them out, man, I don't think anything will. The coronavirus didn't even take them out. All right, let's get back to the next straggle here. All right, a grieving mother who live-streamed her slain son's homegoing which for uh, white people, that means funeral uh, service, goes off on the funeral guest and kicks the father's side of the family out. Mm. Oh, man, these bitches is really, really some evil, evil-ass people. She kicks the father's side of the family out the funeral. Oh, and it gets worse. Let's go ahead and roll the film. Uh, this definitely some Ninja Community-ish. Uh, let's see if we can uh, refresh the screen. Here we go right here. And you know it's wrong. Don't y'all touch me. This is my 
Yeah, she's dealing with some stress. You know what I mean? She definitely stressed out. You know what I mean? Listen, you don't want to. I suppose to bury your youngins. And I can only imagine, definitely, if it was a sp split family, you know what I mean? If there was some animosity, I could see why you would act like this. Listen, man, this is definitely a devastating thing. But uh, she got some more to say here. I forgive you. You hear me, Miss Tootie? No, I, I forgive you. I know you don't. I know you don't. I know you don't. No, you All right, and so somebody, she asked for forgiveness for somebody, and the other person says, well, I don't care about your forgiveness. And then she said, and as you can see, she's alerting the simp wolf whistle. She's holding court she's yelling and screaming yeah this is very tragic but there's even worse going on here oh oh she cursing in the church oh my lord Oh my Oh the humanity. Oh my Ninja, she said I prostituted and sold drugs so my son can have everything. Ninja, what oh my lord Jesus. I done told you these mamas out here be skeezering. I be what did I tell you, Ninja? Some of y'all mamas out here was straight up whores. I'm just in these streets. This is something you got to we got to we gotta deal with this head on, ninja. This is what she said. <laughs> she said, I'm looking at her. Is this the proper place? To, what that mean? Is this the proper place? Oh, she got more to say here. Uh, let's take you to the next slide. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, let's take you to the next slide right here. <laughs> here we go right here. Pastor Wood is my pastor. Lattimore Funeral Home is the funeral home that come on fill the church so they can see that we did need the, that other family that was in here. Because actually, the DNA would tell him he wasn't a daddy anyway. Oh. Patrick Bellamy was the daddy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my. Oh, the humanity. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ninjas. Now you revealing who the real daddy is as you kick the... The 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 guy who the before daddy out oh man this is oh the humanity this is terrible the ninja community now we doing DNA tests oh my god Jesus Christ this is terrible she out for war she out for everybody's jugular she going for the carotid artery on everybody oh my goodness so now when we do the DNA test does he think he gonna get something off of my son Starcon Washington you ain't getting that. And J.D. was a, was a stepdaddy also. Oh, he was a stepdaddy. Oh, my goodness. Now she yelling at the stepdaddies. Oh, they trying to take their microphone. Yeah, she grieving, man. She grieving. She going hard, man, in the paint. She hurt. She hurt. She got more. Oh. All right, wait a minute. Is this the one? Yeah. Tell him to put it on. Woo! Put it on that thing right there. Oh. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. Oh, Jesus. Oh, the humanity. Oh, they not twerking at the... Oh, no. Don't tell me they not twerking at the... 
Oh, no. Oh, my. Oh, just. Uh, oh, the humanity. What are we doing? What are we doing? What is the who people is this? Oh. Oh, the humanity. Oh, who is that the mama? Oh, no. What city? That's the mama? Oh, the humanity. Oh, my Lord. What? Oh, she twerking. She twerking on the grave. Oh, the humanity. I can't deal. Oh, not the leg up, too. Not the stanky leg. Oh, y'all think I'm part. This is not my community, man. This is not my. Mm. These are not my people. <laughs> these are not my people. Yeah, I'm going to send it. I'm going to send it. Um. Whose people is them? Whose people is them? Let's go on to the next slide. That was on the speaking of twerking. Whoosh. That was a little rough for me. Uh, speaking of twerking, we have, oh, we have, okay. All right, now we talking. Pink toes in the house. All right, here we go right here. Now we talking. All right, what, 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 what what's going on here? Here we go right here. All right, I got to take you the, okay, all right, okay, That that's expected. She doesn't know how to dance, so she's going to do something silly. All right, so we got right here. Uh oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. Uh oh. Uh oh, look at who's happening here. I can't play the audio because uh, he's starving. All right, there it is right there. All right. Oh, boy. Wait, wait, go back. Yeah, hey, that's the one. Oh. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that brother's starving. Oh, you ninjas. I knew it. I knew you ninjas out there. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. All right. I knew you ninjas was gonna get caught up on the white girl booty. I knew it. I knew it. And look at him. He's starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yeah, he's starving. All right. That's all it took, man. I tell you, man, boy, ninjas is easy. All right. Ninja. Yeah. Okay. What about the, you don't like the, you don't like the master splinter. All right. You going to go with the obvious, the fat girl. All right. <laughs> here we go right here. And what about this one? No. All right. None of the junior. Okay. Wait a minute. He said, go back. Yeah. He's niggas always got to show they man, brother. Lord have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. <laughs> Ninjas are easy. Ninjas are super duper easy out here, man. Boy, I tell you, that's all it takes, man. I'll take it. It's a little shake. All right. And I'm going to tell you, I would have been right there, too. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Uh, let's take you to this one right here. Uh, speaking of uh, mud sharks, <laughs> speaking of mud sharks, uh, let's go with this young lady here. She has something to say. Here we go right here. Take a look, gentlemen. Uh, it looks like she's in a mermaid outfit or something. I have like, no other race than a black man in 13 years. Like, you haven't anyone other than black guys in 13 years? I like black men. Yeah, I mean. Okay. But I said that before the show. You look like you black what? guys and you got offended. I was there for that, yeah. 13 years? Not one of our people? Would you f a white guy just like for not money? Oh. <laughs> there y'all go, ninjas. Y'all never be getting the good one. Y'all be getting the mud sharks. You know what I mean? Y'all be getting the fat girls. You know, look at this. Saggy wagon, the skeezers. Skeezers, man. I mean, it's just always getting mud sharks. She look, oh, she thick, coach. All right, this woman has seen more STIs than you would know. All right, she like F a white guy. Oh, no. Uh, white girls don't, no. White guys ain't hitting this. 
If I like him, yeah. <laughs> if I like him. Uh, it says right here, as a member of the white community, y'all can keep that. I understand that. Yeah, I mean, I can tell right there. I mean, listen, this is bottom of the barrel, scraping bottom of the barrel. All right, this is herp derp for sure. No other race than a black man. Yeah, there it is, Ninja. Black man's dream right there. All right, look at the dolphin lips. Look at this. Oh, by the way, I was at a hockey game the other day, and uh, I saw this young lady. She looked to be probably high school, maybe early college years. She, it was a white girl. She had her lips done already. I was like, they doing lips in high school? That's crazy, man. But, uh, yeah, it's getting out of control. It, it doesn't surprise me. But they doing lips in high school? That was crazy, man, because her mother was sitting next to her, and she looked like she just had the slit in her, in her jaw. Her mother was sitting next to her with the white people lips like this. All right, it's kind of like a just a slit when their mouth is closed. They don't got no lips. It'd be like, all right, looking like that. Then the daughter sitting next to her, and she wasn't even done up like extra. She just definitely had some lip fillers in. Uh, but uh, there y'all go, ninjas. Bottom of the barrel we go. Once again, proving it right. <laughs> all right, proving it right, right there. Uh all right, catfish of the dating marketplace. Uh, here it is right here. We do have a guy that's getting married, and he chose to. This is an old video. He chose to uh, do this for his wedding ceremony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, there you go right there. He said, help me, man. And he looks a little bit older, if I'm not mistaken. He does have gray hair, and maybe this is his daughter. I'm not sure. It's a Catholic ceremony, so they both appear to be on their knees. This might be the husband. What were you thinking marrying that gordita? What were you doing? I mean, nigga, I can't help you right now. N-word jar. I can't help you now. It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> All right. I know the wife was disgusted when he found when she found out because uh, she's looking at him. <laughs> Jesus. I bet you the wife is disgusted when she found out that he did that. And why his old ass up there trying to get married at that age, Ninja? You made it. You made it. All right. Anyway. Ain't no help. All right, what about this, guys? Uh, remember when we told you a lot of guys their first piece of trauma had come at the hands of a woman? Yes, your first heartbreak. Your first any heartbreak. Well, listen to this right here. And as you can see in this video, if you can see it on the screen, uh, the man is uh, standing up and on the floor, it looks like a woman is crouching down on her knees. Now, we're going to listen to this couple because this couple believes that they're out of earshot. And uh, nobody can hear them, right? And he's screaming. But what they're doing is having a conversation about the woman's behavior. Not that they're out of earshot. She's not really arguing about her behavior. But the guy sounds like he had an any heartbreak. Here we go. What the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? You're kissing this guy. You're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, you should be ashamed. Because if you fucking knew the way you made me feel back there, in that fucking car, fuck you. Oh. Fuck you. Oh. 
Oh, man. Not the crack voice. Not the crack voice. Uh, yeah, man, he's certainly irate with her, and she didn't deny any wrongdoing there. Apparently, it was a drunken night. Don't take your broad, don't take your broad out at night. Don't take your broad out at night. Oh, let's go out on the night on the town and have fun. All right, and so now he's crying, whining. Oh, you know what I mean? He didn't got his heart broken. And uh, here it is right there. She's not even denying it. Apparently, she was macking down someone. He caught her cheating. Yeah, man, return that bitch to the street. In these streets. Man, getting emotional with him ain't going to do nothing, man. Y'all need to ninjas need to know the power of walking away. Y'all want to fall in love so bad. I tell you, man. Hey, man. Yeah. You know, y'all I, I, fall in love, but it's coming to an end. Mm. I mean, it is going to come to an end. Have an exit plan. Somebody said, go on and hit the gym. Just go on and get some push-ups. Hit the gym. Get your one rep backs up. These hoes ain't worth it. I'm letting you know, man. They're not worth it, but we got to go through this. We all got to go through this. It's part of the deal. All right, that was Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? And, and, and uh, if he goes back to her, he's going to lose all leverage. All right, so you got to let these women know the consequences of their actions and ninja. Just replace. Don't chase. Hey, what do we got going on here? Let me get a couple super chats and then get back onto the show. Shout out to JC says, had my Mastodon screaming before I left for the Raiders in the Lions game. I thought I was, uh, I thought I was killed. You said, that's what you said. I thought I killed that peace leave, but found out it was her hair clip pinching her side. Okay. Shout out to you and enjoy the game. Paul Lee, you retracted your message. I don't know what happened, Paul Lee. All right, I was going to acknowledge it right here. Get the 1,000 people in here. Hit that like button. Paul Lee says, hey, Unc, I'll hit the replay. Keep dropping. I'll pick it up later. Hitting the trail. Shout out to you. Thank you, brother, for hitting it on that chat. First timer all day long. All right, Karen Cooper says, I'm going to get myself in a bind. All right. Oh, more. Bind, All right, boy, they lining up. All right. Shout out to my sisters in here. Hey, I just want to let you fellas know, right? Three women have hit the cash app in this hour. Not even how long have I been in 30 minutes. Shout out to the shout out to the ladies. And right now, just to let you know, they are outnumbering the guys. There's three women and one man, one man that has hit the cash app. That's how the game is fucked up. I'm just letting you know, Ninja. Every woman's fantasy in the house. Ninja. Holy macro, man. I know Ninja's y'all tight. I got money. If y'all gonna let the women outbid y'all today. Oh, my Lord. We, this is, you know, 2024 is gonna be a. 2024 is gonna be wild. If women are going to start out sponsoring the show, I'm going to have to say, who's your daddy at this particular point? God damn. It's crazy. Nicole says, I support all locals. All right. But she don't even watch the content. Shout out. Like I got, I got women out donating them in. Man, we, we, we in bad shape out here. Ninjas. He said for one stream, come on, Ninja. What are we doing? All right, here we go. Say, uh, Loud Pocket says, I got them Costco full candy bars. Come to Loud Pocket's house. All right. Uh, I got that snicker too. I got that snicker. All right. Loud Pocket's got that snicker out. <laughs> oh, goodness. 
All right, get them single mother strags out there, man, boy. How many of y'all single mothers? How many of y'all single mothers going to be out there with your nappy-headed-ass kid and they goofy-ass content? Yeah. Goosey-ass costume, that's what I meant. All right, what's going on? Paul says, the best for real. Shout out to you. All right, man, we catching up. We catching up the best for real. And this is the realest out here on YouTube. <laughs> first throw for the Raiders. It's complete. Of course, it's to Josh Jacobs, and it's a first down. Hello. Oh, and it's a flag, and it's coming back. Okay, shout out to Ty. Too real. Just saying thanks for the knowledge. Shout out to you, man. Appreciate you. No government name, he says, uh, for this one, coach. He says, for this one. Give the but let me see. Am I reading it backwards? He says, uh, give the buzzer to two my first. Wait a minute. He says, give the buzzer to my two friends. Both just got married after dating the girl for just one year. One of them married a feminist who won't take his name. They already had a kid, and when their son was born, she had it. So the son would take her last name, not his. All right. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, we down bad out here. We down bad. Shout out to no government name. Holy moly. Yeah, we super down bad. Josh Jacobs gets another pass thrown and nothing. All right, we do have another cash app. Ninja said, nah, we ain't going to get our bid out here. We ain't going to get our bid. It's uh, XL Pro Services. Shout out to you over there. He says, Coach Gang Yang in the building. And shout out to Kenneth. He says, thank you, CGA. Now we got a game over there. <laughs> now we got a game. Oh, man, dudes are giving up so much leverage in marriages. Like, is that you want to get married so bad? Your son is not even to get your last name? Your son is not even getting your last name? You big dummy. I mean, how? Like, how is this even possible? Like, how are y'all even giving up that much level leverage? Man, dudes are out here bad. Dudes are out here in bad shape. Streetball Lions says, shout out to CGA and the gang. Big respect. Thank you for all the information presented with intellect, charisma, and style. Shout out to you, and that's your first time. Thank you very much, man. Yes, we don't have to call them names like that. Woo, shout out to you. Cypher says, man, you clown in the day. It's the evening service. It's a little bit loose. And I haven't gone off the rail today. Shout out to Cypher. And Rob Alamont says, all I ever wanted in my life was a wife and kids. Now everybody with a wife and kid mad at me for being single. Hey, they like. What that mean? Because misery loves company. Misery loves company. And single men are the most dangerous people out here all right you're a danger to them so let's get to the back to this right here satan let's talk about old satan you know what i mean the nanny goat satan presides over feminism all right and this young sister is going to tell you right here the sister oh i like her haircut too i like her haircut i like this haircut what is this a pixie all right hold on for a second i gotta pop it on the screen here all right so this sister right here uh says women a woman says that women saying they don't need a man is pushed by Satan. All right. That is not of God at all. We are meant to be or to have a husband that leads us. Sorry for my reading again. We are meant to have a husband who leads us. All right. Let's hear what this sister's got to say right here and let it go. 
Y'all, that culture that they got going around, like where, oh, we city girls, we don't need men, and this, oh, you don't need to be with a man, men are nothing, blah, blah, blah. That culture is literally pushed by the devil, truthfully. Like, if we're being real, because that is not of God at all. In 1 Corinthians 11, it talks about how a man is the head under Christ and the woman is the head under her husband. We are meant to be submissive to a man. We are literally meant to have a husband that leads us and this generation is just pushing the whole oh we don't need men at all like do you not realize if we didn't have men there would a lot of things on this planet would not be done realistically like I feel like American culture is really the only culture that tries to push the oh men ain't nothing agenda and it's like you you can't do that because it's not of God like we need men truthfully like God talks about it multiple times in the Bible how women are supposed to submit to their husbands disclaimer keyword y'all that okay uh I just let you know I will fold her ass up you know what y'all might have to marry her to fold does she have any tattoos lord have mercy look at this sister right here man oh man do they they don't make them no more like this they don't make them no more like this look at this sister now this is what I'm talking about Send me this sister. Send me this sister right here. I, I, hey, <laughs> right, here we go right here. Let's see what else she got to say. Oh, wait. Oh, they promoting something? Get this shit off my damn screen. All right, promoting no Yo, shit. Y'all, that culture that they got going around, like where, oh, we city girls, we don't need men, and this, oh, you don't need to be with a man, men are nothing, blah, blah, blah. That culture is literally pushed by the devil truthfully like yeah satan presides over feminism we already told you that and uh satan was an evil trick uh it basically was the apple presented to the female uh to believe them to give them the the fruit of knowledge and now that they have the knowledge they've actually screwed up society but it is what it is they freed me y'all can have the rest of it uh i'm not getting married here in america anytime soon if ever for sure not ever i would you will find me in asia with a whole concubine before I have all that. But shout out to her. We have another gentleman that says uh, the that Satan presides over feminism and giving women, men, women and men, the belief that they are independent. Let it rip. Let me just clarify one thing real quick for you guys. If you are one of these people who are obsessed with claiming being independent, let me just clarify something for you. If you have ever taken child support, alimony, any type of money from your child's father, welfare, food stamps, subsidized childcare, or anything under the sun, uh. free lunch program at school, you can claim a lot of things, but you cannot claim to be an independent woman. Uh-oh. Sorry, that's just how it works. And in a fair world, granted, there's a few exceptions where dads just don't want to be in their child's lives. If you are so incapable of raising your children without any of these programs, give your kids to your child's father uh -oh. and see how easily they provide a safe, nurturing home for your kids without any assistance. The reason you don't want to do that is because that will validate you as the inferior parent. Oh. Sorry, that's how it works. And the system we have in place encourages that behavior. All right, yeah, this is <laughs> shout out to the guy right here. Uh, yeah, this is early red pill rage content, but yeah, I hey, I'm with him. Hey, let's let me give him let me give him a little bit of prices right. I'll give it to him, man. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he out of breath with it too. This is like his first video. 
this might be his first video, but shout out to you. Welcome to consecration in the manosphere. <laughs> yeah, he ain't he ain't he ain't lying. Oh, these ninjas, the Raiders. All right, doing the intercept. Wait a minute. They, uh, so he's not lying, by the way. Um, I don't know. I don't know how people see opposite. He did get a lot of likes on this video. A lot of people were posting this and take out how you looking. He's like, I gotcha. He said he looking like this. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> he said, he said, <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Yeah, he got him. And that's what happened, man. Shout out to him, man, for letting them know. Uh, yeah, feminism. Uh, Satan provide, presides over feminism. I got to say it again. Satan presides over feminism. And of course, again, I think if you're taking any of these social programs, how could you say you're independent? People do all the time. I did it by myself. Uh, there's also a lot of guys, a lot of a lot of women that will, you know, take the resources from a guy and then claim that they're doing what they need to do for their children. I mean, how? How? Straight jacket. But you got to hear shit like that. All right, you got to hear shit like that. I take care of my kids. I work hard. They take a child support, government subsidies, daycare. They leave their kids at home. They be living their kids at home. It's actually great, uh, crazy, but uh, anyway, Satan presides over feminism, and that's that's how it is, and you can ask Giz. Let's get to P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington, who is Brittany Renner's baby mama, recently, listen, no shade, he recently got married to his second baby mama. All right, shot, there he is right there. Oh, oh, I didn't mean to play that sound effect, but hey, it is what it is. And uh, take a take a look at that, man. I'm gonna tell you what you, you think, big dummy. Oh, okay, listen, man. They're in love. I'm in love with you. Love with you. I'm in love, and she's showing all her teeth. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. She didn't hit the lottery. All right, PJ Washington. For people who don't know, he's a basketball player for the Charlotte Hornets. And for people who don't know, let's give you a brief history of PJ Washington. PJ Washington, former basketball player at Kentucky. Uh, was preyed on by predator Brittany Renner, all right? And so Brittany Renner was a mature adult woman, I think in her mid-20s, maybe early, uh, late 20s, and she went to Kentucky to prey on poor P.J. Washington while he was a freshman student. And she went in there and sunk her claws into P.J., and there she goes right there in happier days. She got a man. A mighty good man, and that ninja showing his teeth right there too. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. They fell in love, and uh, later on they produce a child. But of course, uh, she left, snatched the child, kidnapped the child, and uh, then he was like, you know, he said, "You crazy bitch." He washed her hands, right? Gotcha, bitch. And then she tried to say he was a deadbeat, but the ninja played the NBA. Like, how much you think he's gonna be around? And then later on, she was seen right here. Um, crying in her car because what people assume was she was trying to get child support from him. Well, I think in the state that she lived in, they had a cap on child support. All right. Or the state that they were from or resided in, there was a cap on child support and she wasn't getting six, five figures of child support a month. She was only getting something like 2,500. Let's let her rip. Forgiveness has been a really big theme in my life. I'm going to get through this video, but never understood when people said you forgive for you. There are a lot of people that I never even began to remotely forgive in my heart. Like, Brittany to Brittany, in private, 
still holding on to resentment. <laughs> Forgiveness has been. Nobody cares about what you got to say, man. Reverend X, let her know what she here. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. You tell her, Reverend X. All right, what you got to say is irrelevant. All right, but let's go back to old PJ Washington over here, sniggling and laughing. So you gotta you gotta figure out what's going on. PJ Washington dodges Brittany Renner. Then he knocks up another woman here and eventually marries her. So you know Brittany Renner going crazy over there. You know she going boiling rabbits. You know she's chopping her hair off right now. You know she's disgusted because this is the life that she thought she was going to have. And then, of course, she tried to say, I'm not happy. All right. And then she tried to act like it was bigger and better. She tried to go get that child support. And then they put a cap on her child support. And apparently she ain't making a bag. In fact, there is an article here where it says she spent up all her money. All right, hold on for a second. Let me see if I can find the article. Uh, where's the article? All right, I guess I, I guess I, I guess I closed the article up. Oh, let me see. Here it is, right here. There it is, right there. There's the article. Brittany Renner says she blew a lot of money, lived with her mammy, denies PJ's child support rumor. So the child support rumor was that she was getting, t- uh, you know, an obscene amount of money. All right, but uh, she didn't blew through that little twenty five hundred a month. As all women, you know, women do that. They ain't really good with money like that. Right? They tend to blow it, especially if they didn't make the money. If it's extra money that they didn't have to work for other than opening their legs, they'll blow the money. They'll blow the money. So uh, there it is right there. Now, back to PJ Washington. He married his second baby mama. And apparently here, let's take you through the pictures there. Oh, Oh, isn't that beautiful? Look at him. Oh, he got his sneakers on. All right, shout out to P.J. Washington. He got a big, ample, top-heavy broad. All right, he got a top-heavy woman. All right, look at her. She's a beautiful queen. Shout out to the queen. You think she's beautiful? What y'all think right there? All right, look at her. She got a thicker. Okay, she looking good up in that dress. All right, got her shoulders out. She got a little bit of collarbone showing out there. All right, baby mama style. She got that ring. It don't. Mean a thing if you ain't got that ring. Do wop, do wop, do wop. Brittany Renner about to turn into a lifetime movie. She about to stalk everybody. She about to drive a Jeep all up in their watch house. She about to drive a Jeep up in there. And so there it is right there. Uh oh, look at the ring. Oh my goodness. Look at the wedding band. They got the bling bling. And uh, oh, look at, take a look. Oh, she's trying to let y'all ninjas know she's stunting on you bitches out here. You ain't getting no ballers. This is what you have to look like to get a baller right here. All right. What's on her ear, though? What's that on her ear? Oh, she needs to get that surgically repaired, man. What is going on with that? Oh, Lord. Is she a demon? Satan. Satan done got her. Uh Uh-oh, nanny goat style. What's going on with that ear? Uh Uh-oh. Somebody got to sell me something right here. Hey, PJ. Did you check that? Is that a horn? All right, what are we doing here? All right, okay, she looking good. Boy, the devil's advocate is big here. All right, here we go right here. What is going on? Oh, okay, I don't want to show the kids here, but there's PJ's baby daddy, right? Or baby baby right there. She, wait a minute, is she a single mammy? Is she a single mammy? Oh, my ninjas. Oh, the humanity. Wait a minute. 
Is she a single mother? Oh, I got to do some intel. I got to do some investigation. Ninja, we can't win for losing out here. We always picking the bottom. Okay, man, I don't know the woman. Let me look her up. Let me look her up. She a single Miami? All right, let me look her up right here. Her name is, oh, Lord, I know her name ain't no damn Chanel. Alyssa, Alyssa Chanel. Alyssa Chanel. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wait a minute. Let me pull it up. Alyssa Chanel. What? What? Why Chanel? What is this Chanel bullshit? I don't know for a second. Let me see what we got here. I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do some recon here. So not only is she a baby mama, she a single mama. Ninja, what? What is going on with you, stepdaddy season ass ninjas? All right, here we go. Let me see something. Let me pull this up. Single mother. <laughs> Let me see if she a single mammy. All right. PJ woman. Okay, she is. Oh, shout out to our brother here. It's Quarantino the God. What's good, you? All right, Quarantino covered it. All right, uh, so he says she proposed. Uh, Ninja, why you ain't got no shirt on? Get yourself to the Cabo. All right, hold on for a second. Let me see okay. where it's at. Hold on for a trying second. To, I'm fighting for my money. Okay, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find the video here. Here it is. Okay, Quarantino. Shout out to Quarantino. Uh, here it is right there. Uh, Cortina's on Rumbo. Rumbo. And let me see. There it is right there. Cortina, tell us. Streets alone, naked. Um, and Come on. with that, we will go to the final video. Okay. So, <laughs> we talked about Brittany Renner. Okay? Somebody walking outside. Oh. She got a weird body. I ain't hey, hey, that. hey. She got a weird body. Pay attention. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, Lord have mercy. Brittany Renner. We must stay focused, we brothers. About Brittany we Renner. must stay focused. She um has fumbled the ball. She's fumbled the bag. PJ Washington has cuffed Alicia Chanel, which we gonna get to her too. All right, get to her. I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into her. But honestly, bro, it's a big mistake. I think it's a big mistake for okay. him to get engaged right now. But it does put pie in the face of Brittany Renner, which is kind of funny, honestly, because she just won't come to terms. All right, so this was a year ago. Watch. Then you leave her, which he puts a rock on her finger. Brittany, you drop the ball. Tell me about the other woman. A month for Brittany have taken him. Tell me about the woman. Oh. Cool. But. Uh, I don't know. I do want to read some of these comments, though. Okay. Um, poor baby fall in love so fast. I love this for PJ. Somebody said um, this N-word move so fast. Jesus. Men know who they want to marry. Don't let that go over your head. Wow, that was quick. Very speedy, actually. He got to chill. Man, I hope y'all invite me, dog. He just slow. Yeah, he is slow. Better yeah. get the prenup. Yeah. Um, he better get the prenup. All right, but let's get into her profile. Okay, please come on. All come right, on. we are on her profile. She already uh, she she got four hundred forty one k followers. It's okay. OV. It's OV. All right, it's OV. Instagram skeezer. Um, oh. I mean, she's very beautiful. She got tattoos, which is an L, big time. Um, there they go. He taking her all play all. Okay, tell me. And she's too old. She was twenty nine. Oh. Oh, 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 hold up. Okay, Quarantino's on it. So shout out to Quarantino, the God. 
Reclaim the throne. Reclaim your throne is his channel. I actually did a good review on him. I think I deleted it, though, unfortunately. Um, so she's older than PJ. Uh-oh. She's older than PJ Washington by five to six years. These ninjas don't learn. Unbelievable. That is a great piece of intel, Reclaim the Throne. So she got him. She got him. PJ Washington is now 25, 26. She's now 20, 30, 31. All right, let me pull up PJ Washington's age. These women, apex predators, man. That is unbelievable. All right, when you're 20, okay, he's 25. PJ Washington's 25. Let's look her up. Alicia, Alyssa Chanel age. Uh, this says, uh, well, she was 29 as of that video, so she's 30. So she's five years older. Man. Man. Wow. Ninja Steady always getting got. All right, so this is allegedly PJ with the playing stepdaddy. Oh, hell no. He likes older women, apparently. Well, he's been, you know, he's been traumatized. What did they call it? He's been groomed to like older women. Um, I don't know whose kids them is, but if she got kids, dog. Wishing my man a happy freaking birthday. Yo, did you get him some or is he just getting you stuff? She's getting the G wagon. This is the B this is the BS. Oh man, ninja. Big man. body blessings. Yo, that dude is retarded. He bought her that. I guarantee he bought her that. This ain't gonna work. Yo, PJ going out bad. Um, I think he's going out bad. I th I think I, I wouldn't say Britney dodged a bullet, but um, you know, she she took what she could take. She couldn't tolerate be manufactured as well. I don't see no pictures in the gym. <laughs> he said man. I see pictures in a gymnasium. <laughs> oh no. Uh, this man just got her lit, bro. And I I I get it kinda. Oh, there's a kid. Oh yeah, she she had a kid. She oh, had a kid. Two kids. Oh, so it's gonna be a blended family. And he loved her child. Oh, Lord. Uh-oh. Boy. Lord, have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. She had a child by a whole nother man 288 weeks ago. My whole entire life. Aiden, no, she did not name that boy Aiden. Yo, Hoodville. <laughs> Where is Hoodville when you need him? Bro, she named that child Aiden. Dog, you cannot make this stuff up. Yo, PJ's dropping ball. Um, you know, and the child is beautiful, but it's it's by another man. Wow. Oh man, PJ. PJ. Alright. This is a L. This is a L. Sheesh. Man. And he about to I don't know why. I don't know about the Aiden thing. But um Yeah, man. Brothers, man, brothers always, we be taking losses out here. He definitely, what's the Aiden joke, by the way? But yeah, man, this is how brothers be out here losing. All right, man. Sad, sad reality. All right, let me take Super Chats, and then we're going to get over to, uh, and shout out to Reclaim Your Throne. He's here on YouTube, and he's also on Rumble as well. He's been actually, I actually connected with him when he was out in Vegas, and uh, we, we didn't do any content, though. Uh, we messed around. We messed up. Shout out to G Money. New girl complaining about good morning text. Dropper. <laughs> Dropper. Hey, ladies, I'm going to tell you. 
He's got a new girl. She's complaining why you don't good morning text me. She's already telling you there's competition. There's other bulls in the ring. So you better keep up with the communication. I'm going to tell you, your woman should be, your woman should be texting you good morning every morning without fail. All right, if you have one. If she doesn't want to play by those rules, she's just too much. All right, I know. They're like, it's just good morning text. And Loud Pocket says Aiden IG single mother meme name. Okay. All right, so I guess it's a common single mother's name. All right, shout out to little Aiden. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. All right, I only mess with chick. If the chick is start bugging me about messaging her, I leave her alone. I leave her alone. She should be texting me. Next. Like, bitch, you going to complain about something like that? All right, I'm going to show you what I'm going to show you what you really missing. <laughs> right? I'm going to show you what you really missing. All right, and she'll come back around. Shout out to Jeff, the producer, says salute, coach. Coach, salute. Shout out to you. David Torrance, that's what he said. In 2024, you'll get more. Uh, we'll be finished with child support. Shout out to you and the child support crew in the building. Shout out to the deadbeat daddy patrol. All right. Shout out to my man, Jahari Shabazz. Appreciate you, man. And now you guys are, you guys are beating the women. All right, I had to shame y'all for a minute. Raiders going out sad right now. All right, there we go right here. Shout out to you. And uh, who we got over here? Who we got over here? Did I get you over here? Let me check over here. I did get him. And uh, let me check what's over here. All right, okay. Shout out to Dark South Foundation, Coach. I witnessed a second eviction this month. I saw furniture being tossed on the lawn of a townhome nearby. Also, someone in my neighborhood got their rent doubled. The economy is showing no mercy. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Economy killing us. And let me just repeat this. Guys, It is. there's no relief coming. Gentlemen and ladies, there's no relief. Meaning that really stay cash heavy, right? Have some cash on hand. Um... There's no relief. The Fed is meeting on November 1st, whether or not they're going to raise the rates, which they may or may not. But it don't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, the economy is not going to correct itself for another, I'm going to say, till by 2030. It ain't even, and maybe not even then. And it's about to get wild out here. Rent doubling out here? Your rent's due, motherfucker. Gentrification is real. By the way, I don't know where you live. But that would be illegal in many municipalities to double rent. So maybe there's no rent rent control there, but doubling your rent. That's wild as hell. That's wild. Shout out to JC. The Raider fans are having a blast in the D. Lions up, and it looks like they're going to have to kick a field goal. We call it kicking a bogey. JC says, that bitch got Lord of the Ring orca ears. What the F? The devil's advocate. The devil's advocate, indeed. Justin O says the people Kanye can't talk about just gave me a bag. All right, listen. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. He says, I am basically the only black person in an executive position, so I stand out. He says, your race can always be your strength in the workplace. Shout out to you. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. All right, shout out to you, man. Congratulations for you. Keep getting your wins and your bag and separate from the people who ain't doing ish. Shout out to you. All right, did I get everybody? I did, so we're ready. 
for the main event. Yeah, the Devil Demon movie. Hey, I believe in the. I believe in demons. Now I'm not like you know one of these guys are uh, exercise the demon, but the Devil's Advocate movie. I'm always on that. All right, the Devil's Advocate. Like I'm not one of those Pentecostal uh, preacher guys, but I look at people now and I'd be like, they got a demon in them. I <laughs> one of them old people back in the day in church try to tell them, yo, they got a demon in them. You ever see the Devil's Advocate? Right here, let me show you a clip, another clip right here. There it is right there. Remember the devil's advocate where the women was like lustful? They had all the signs of having a demon. They were, they were, they were lustful, and uh, they had the seven deadly sins look, and they had the eyes and all that, and they was licking on each other's tongue. I would have went in there. I would have went in there. I would have folded with that ling ling and a redhead. Oh, my God, you asking for a ninja weakness. That's my weakness. All right, but then where is it at here? And then there it is right there, though. The devil's advocate was right there. You see that? Tempting you. Tempting your tummy. Tempting your tummy. So watch out, gentlemen. Uh, you know, the, de the devil does preside in the spirit of the flesh. This, here it is right here. This is what happens when you turn the devil down right here. Turn the devil down. Yeah. Yeah, that was a deadly combo for me. I would have been weak. All right, the Lord would have said, I got it. The devil would have said, I got exactly what you need, CGA. And then would have took me into the uh, elevator. And they would I would have been like, man, devil, you ain't got nothing for me. And the devil would have said, oh, word, I got something for you right here. I got me redhead and a ling ling. Oh, Lord, I would be like, holy mackerel. Oh, my goodness, I can't even do. Oh, the humanity. I'd be like, done, done. <laughs> All right. The black man's kryptonite. Not, not, not the poor black men. Not poor black men. Wealthy black men. Well, I'm not wealthy. I don't have a job. Black men that don't like mud sharks. All right. Yeah, I would be a, not, not those type of black men. Not, not, not do rag ninjas. Do rag ninjas like women like this. Let me show you. <laughs> ninjas is mad at me. Do-rag ninjas like girls like this. There's do-rag ninjas right here. Yeah, do-rag ninjas like girls like this. Right? Trash receptacles, sperm receptacles, yeah. Do-rag ninjas like, nah, coach, this is it right here. Yeah, pogs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me get back to the show, man. Let me get back to the show. And Ginger is a black man's kryptonite. You know why? You know why? Because we're almost one and the same. Like a ginger and a ninja is so close that if you rearrange the letters in ginger, it spells. Hmm. If you rearrange the letters in ginger, it says, anyone? <laughs> All right, let me see here. See if I can do it. Let's see if I can do it. All right, uh, let's see if I can find the, uh... oh, I can't find it. All right, anyway, I can't find it. <laughs> We're almost the same. 
not ninja. What is ginger spelled when you rearrange the letters? Uh, anyway, the hard R. All right, anyway, we're, we're tag team partners. All right, let me stop. Is It is what it is. Engine, yes, engine. It spells engine, yes, engine. Engine, engine, number nine. But uh, anyway, look, man, that's just a, it's a, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. Lighten up, jerk. I'm going to have to pull that on back to the future. Lighten up, jerk. I think that was on uh, South Park, by the way. All right, let's get back to the show. Let's get back to serious topics. <laughs> serious topics. Let's get back to serious topics. After the marriage wheel. All right, after the marriage wheel. <laughs> he said no more street. After the marriage wheel. So let's pop this up on the screen, the marriage wheel. You guys know this is something that I invented. I didn't invent this art, but uh, this is the marriage wheel right here, and it shows you, and I just did a stream on this. It shows you the stages of all relationships. So if you think about uh, marriages and relationships and dating, they all go th through this phase. Now, when you're dating or you're having a relationship or cohabitation, it doesn't mean as much. And the reason why is because you can break up and there's no financial consequences. But when you are in a marriage, there's financial consequences. And this phase is often take a longer time to develop. So as you can see here, this is something that I created. It is in, it is in one of my books. And this is the, if you missed the stream, I think it's Friday stream or Thursdays, last Thursday. But this tells you how all marriages will function. All marriages will function. Now, someone asked on locals, what happens after that, right? Because there's a phase right here, uh, series five, uh, uh, stage five, where it says go your own way or you re-enter. So you go your own way or you re-enter. You get married again, then you have a high chance of divorce again, double the alimony, double the child support. I'm going to read a story about that. What if you go your own way? We're going to give you what happens after the marriage will for men and for women. And we'll look at data. We'll tell stories of people that I know, maybe a little bit of anecdotal evidence and all of that. Remember, we're going to speak very generally about this. And this is an important part of the stream. So uh, let me start off right here with this video. I played this video before and I think I reacted to it before. But this woman's going to tell you what happened to her after she got divorced. This is from the woman's perspective. Here we go. I almost broke up with my husband because I thought he was boring. Turns out he was just healthy and sane. Well, she didn't get divorced, but uh, she almost ruined our marriage. All right, here we go. You see, when I was dating my husband, I realized how joyful he was, how active he was, how motivated, career, goal-driven, money saver, never wanted any problems. And every time we became misaligned, he would just want to sit down and talk about it calmly, hear each other out, forgive each other if necessary, and just move on and continue growing. And I misinterpreted this as him not fighting for my love. You see, I grew up in a very chaotic type of love, the novella type, where everybody's slamming doors, yelling at each other. You don't talk to each other for days. And so... I thought that that was love. I thought that that was passion. And what I want to remind you of is to look back at the type of love that you grew up around and ask yourself if you were just addicted to a chaotic, dramatic type of love and realize that that's not the type of love that you need now in your relationship, that you need now to grow. God doesn't want that for you. You understand? Look at that for a second and ask yourself, how do you want to love? How do you want to be loved? Because I'll tell you one thing, <laughs> it's not the novella type of love. 
So a lot of people say, well, what about love? Well, what if you meet this Puerto Rican chick? You meet this Puerto Rican, and then she wanted to take you through the novellas. Or maybe she a Mexican, I can't tell. Honduras, she looks Honduran. All right, Karina. All right, but so people will say, what about love? Guys, you love a certain way, and you want to be loved a certain way. But a lot of people have an idea of how they want to be loved. Well, it's not like I always tell women that deal with me, you might know how to what a man wants. You may know how to love a man, but you don't know what CGA wants. You don't know how to love me. Like for me, I'm an introvert. I'm very distant. I don't need to be talking all the time. I'm very quiet. I'm a, I'm a quiet guy. Like I don't need chaos. The minute I see chaos, it gives me anxiety. It makes me want to get away from you. The minute you start complaining about little things, it makes me want to give up on you. So I, I don't want to hear the little bullshit. Now, if it's something that you need and you say, hey, are you willing to do this? And I say, no, bitch. All right, then find another guy. Mm. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm like, go get go get somebody else that you want that from. And inevitably, they'll, they might distance themselves, try to go find it, and they'll come back, which gives me the indicator to say, see, what you're asking me for, you ain't, you can't even get it out there. You can't even get it. Or I'm way better than the guys that were giving you that, but they were giving you nothing else, right? So uh, whatever, whatever it is, if you want to be talked to, if you want chaos, if you want a lot of conversation, if you want a lot of text messages, go ahead. It ain't never going to be me, and I'm never going to do that way. By the way, my phone gives me anxiety. Hey, check this out. All right, I actually, I actually um, was at a uh, football game. No, no, it was a hockey game. And I was watching, I was sitting in front, and if you watch my Instagram stories, you can see it. I was sitting in front of two women and a guy. I'm not sorry, I was sitting behind. They were sitting in front of me. And at the game, the whole time, they were on their phone. Like, one person looks like they were filling out a contract with DocuSign, and another guy, uh, the other girl was on text messages, and she was sending pictures. So I could see them right in front of me, directly in front of me. So here's the funny thing about it. These women, the way they operated their phone, it was mind-boggling to me. It was mind-boggling. Because they were just doing like this. They were going, they would pull this down, hit, send, text, go to the next one, swipe, dupe, check, text, attach, dupe, uh, look through it, read, scan, next, next message. I was like, whoa. I was like, God dang, man. I was like, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, to me, I would have made a mistake. I would have mass text a bunch of people. There ain't no way I can do my phone like that. And I'm like, yeah, of course, they were good seats, waste of a ticket. They end up getting into the game later on, but most of the time they were talking to each other and they were on the phone. And I'm like, God damn, they always on their phone. Now, here's the funny thing about it. Now, I want, they weren't doing, like, rotation guys. They, I, they were, to be fair, it was fairly innocent. Like, meaning, like, there was no, like, Double, it was no texting multiple guys. They were mostly just texting friends. Hey, I'm at the game. The other one was working on a contract, a DocuSign. But they were just going crazy on their phone. And I'm looking at it like, no wonder women complain about me on my phone. Because I don't even want to touch my phone. Like, I send a message, I'll be like this. I'll be like, pull the message up, read it, put the phone down, (laughs) pick up the phone hours later. All right, type two words. Have a good day. All right, thank you. Right, that's that's what I do. And then I sit, hit send, and I'll be like, that's enough texting for me. 
That's enough phone. I scroll Instagram like this three times. One, two, three. That's enough phone. It's like, what the fuck? I ain't got no time for all that shit. So what happens is if women operate on their phone like that and then they match up with me and then they do. I'm sure their rotation was in there, but what I'm saying was they, they weren't doing that. They were just communicating uh, somewhat normally. I didn't see like three dudes that she had. I'm sure they were in there, but I didn't see it. I saw their phone pretty much innocently, but I'm like, man, this is crazy. It's absolutely nuts. The, the amount of the amount of that they're on their phone, attaching shit and scrolling and going to the next app, chip, 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 pack the app, hit this, connect that. I was like, Fuck. <laughs> I was like, this is too much. And if there's another person that looks at their phone as a means to communicate and then they come up with me and they're like, how come you don't text me? How come you don't text me until hours later? I'm like, I don't have that much interest in that communication. That is too much for me. All right. It is too much for me. And so thus, you better accept what I send you or that's it. So let's get back to this point of the show here. And this is a guy right here. He's going to hold masculine frame with a little bit of normie humor. Let's pop this up on the screen right here. Here's a guy right here. And uh, he has a wife. And there he is right here. Let's play it. Hey, Ben. Yeah. I was thinking, now that we're married, I think you should sell the motorcycle so we have money to travel more. <laughs> you're starting to sound like my ex-wife. I didn't know you were married. I wasn't. All right, shout out to him right there. All right, little normie humor right there, but that is holding some masculine frame right there. If you missed it, I'll play it again. Hey, babe. Yeah. I was thinking, now that we're married, I think you should sell the motorcycle so we have money to travel more. <laughs> you're starting to sound like my ex-wife. I didn't know you were married. I wasn't. Yeah, there you go right there. You get the picture. You get the picture out here, you know. You bitch. Again, you bitch. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of guys don't have that leverage, so you would never say that. that these are the things that I say. Like, all right, listen, if you can do better, go find better. <laughs> and I'll release you to the street. Go ahead. Go ahead. If that's the stuff you want to do, I don't have time to fight this stuff. This is my line. These are my boundaries. These are my guidelines. If you don't want to do it, go on. A, and a lot of people think that they're going to lose. You actually gain. So um, shout out to him with the, and, and did you see the marriage will? All right. The marriage will in that she wants you to, she's baiting and switching you. So the investment phase comes. She wants to have a kid. Then she baits and switch you. Sell your motorcycle. I think you should sell your motorcycle. Well, you thought wrong. You thought wrong. Let's go to this woman here. She has something to say, and then we'll get into the data, the ugly side. And uh, here's a woman here that says women's hormonal health. All right, let's see what she's got to say. 70% of divorces that happen over 40 are initiated by women. She thinks it's your problem. She thinks it's her, her, kid, her teenage kids' problems. She thinks it's her aging parents' problem. She thinks it's work's problem. The problem is that we're not having this kind of conversation because of a patriarchal society not seeing her. For years, I had so many women that came into my clinic and they said, whatever you do, please help me stay out of my doctor's office because they don't understand me. And when they don't understand me, all they do is give me an antidepressant. 
And I feel so lost in what I'm supposed to do to help my own brain health, help my own body health. You know what the, the biggest compliment that women give me? They say, thank you. You see me. Mm. You see me. And that's what we want to do is we want women to feel heard, to feel seen. And we start dishing out supplements and prescriptions when there's a lifestyle that women are working against. 70. What did I tell you guys? I be trying to warn you. I, guys, I be trying to warn you of this stuff right here. Guys, here it is. And there's something that happens to women in this marriage, Will. It happens around 40. Mid-30s to 40, 45, that age range, typically when they're married, they're going to get the panic button. And they want to be seen and felt and heard and all of these things that you're going to minimize. You're going to be like, what is your problem? Get with it. And eventually, she'll turn into this woman right here. She'll turn into this woman who says, okay, I'm going to divorce you because I'm not seen or heard or felt. Then she will try to go find someone, reach out. Again, this panic and anxiety is going to cause them to file for divorce. She says 70, 80% of women above 40 file for divorce. And it's because of this shit. And you're going to be like, what is wrong with you? I'm not happy. <laughs> you're going to be like, what is wrong? Now, there's something biological going on, right? This is the end of her, uh, end of her ability to produce children. This is also her last opportunity to get a suitor. If that suitor wants a child. This is her last opportunity. There's a little bit of panic. There's maybe a sense of maybe I can do better. There's a lot of things going on here physically, emotionally, hormonally. You're also getting stepping into menopause. There's a lot of stuff that is happening to them, and they're confused. They're misguided and undecided, and they're their own worst enemy. I did a stream about this. They tend to be their own worst enemy. So they'll psych themselves out like this woman said. Oh, I'm going to psych myself out. Then I realized if they can get through these 10-year phases, which are difficult, and you have young children or children that are approaching adolescence, if they can get through it, they'll be fine. But what they do need to cope is anxiety, medication, depression. And the doctors, they'll go see therapists. They'll put them on medication. They'll put them on medication. They'll also put them on, uh, they'll, they'll diagnose them. Guys, this is common, 35 to 45. This is the age where they fall for that shit. <laughs> and especially suburban women. White women, they bad for this. Now, black women typically don't see and get help. They're starting to do it more, and they're starting to feel good about it, right? They'll say, I'm doing the work. Well, you need it. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. You bitch. You bitch. You need it because you cracking, right? You cracking. So you don't know where to go. And you won't listen to your man. You won't listen to your husband. You won't listen to your father. And what you want is you really don't know what you want. You misguided and undecided. And so typically this is when your family's going to get destroyed. There's going to be a divorce, right? There's going to be something like this. And it comes in this marriage wheel. There's a bait and switch. She wants to reclaim who she wants to be. She might become a feminist. She might stand her ground. She might resent you. She might resent you. She might resent your relationship with your children. And it's time to destroy. It's time to destroy. This woman has just acknowledged everything that I've been telling you. This is not, she just acknowledged it. These last two women just acknowledge exactly what I tell you. So what I'm telling you is not mythology. It's not me making it up. And it's not just me that experienced this. A lot of men experience this. They're just acknowledging it right here. They're glitching. They're glitching. And they don't know what to do next. They're also hitting the end of their, right? So they're, they're hitting the metaphor or biological wall. 
and they don't know what to do. And the scary part is they don't have an answer. So they're reaching out to the pseudoscientists and the pseudopsychologists, and they're just diagnosing them and zooting them. And then now you're having a non-sober conversation with the, with the uh, pill popper. And God forbid they're doing any drugs or alcohol. You see how scary this is. Do you see how, do you see how the woman that you met when she was 20 and 24 and you married her, you see what she turns into? You can't. Okay? You cannot. You cannot avoid the marriage wheel. They're in psychosis. They're in depression. They're in panic. They're in anxiety. They're hormonal. I, I, I know people think that I come through this position just to talk negative about women, but she's saying it right here. Women's hormonal health. They just don't know. It says right here, we discuss aspects of female health and much, God bless them, including why women often handle stress in a different way than men, why weight gain is not inevitable as women get older, and the best time in a woman's cycle to resolve conflict and deal with relationship issues. You're also dealing with relationship issues and conflict. And she's also zooted and or hormonal. <laughs> Yo, this is where the marriage wheel goes off the rails. This is where you get the box wine. This is where you get mommy wine time. If they're doing any substances and they're doing mental health, it's a wrap. And, oh, last point, you're behind closed doors. You're behind closed doors, meaning that you're the only other, other adult that lives with that person. So if they're having an episode, they're disillusioned, they're not sober, they're zooted, they're, co they're codependent, and they're having an episode, you're the only one in there about to take that heat, a.k.a. suburban and many Asian uh, households, they are really bad at it. Latinas will stab you. Latinas will beat you up and start punching you. Black women ain't even going to be in there in the same room with you. <laughs> right? They're not even going to be in the same room. They had already divorced you before the first episode and took your kids. But suburban households, this is when you see them, when you see them outside their house, and you're like, oh, they're the perfect family. You see them, and you see them at Target, and you see them, oh, they're the perfect family. When they get in that garage, they pull that SUV in that garage, and that garage closes, that ninja's in hell. That ninja said, it's, she says, welcome to hell. <laughs> that woman's going to mess, that, that ninja, they're going to go to separate rooms. She's going to be slamming shit on the kitchen cabinet, passive aggressive. Okay, it's going to be bad. All right, so here it is right there. There it is right there. And uh, let's talk about this. What happens after the marriage will? So let's just say you got divorced or something like that. Raiders touchdown. Hello. All right, keep balling. All right, let's just say you get a divorce. Or you have a breakup of the family. You have the breakup of the family. What happens next? Well, let's talk about the children. Because most divorces involve children. Most divorces involve children. The divorces that don't involve children, everybody moves on. The divorces that are long-term, past six years, I mean, past 10 years, or and or have children, yeah. They're going to experience this. Behavioral issues 
in children after divorce. Remember, this is general. What are they saying is going to happen? Awareness and prevention. It is not abnormal for a child to display behavior issues after their parents get divorced and or separate. So this can even include separation and or baby mama drama. They don't study baby mama drama because it's basically non-human behavior. It's basically, uh, it's, what do they call it? It's basically primal behavior. So baby mamas don't get studied because it's primitive. It's like the lower form. It's the lowest form above caveman behavior if you have baby mamas, okay? So they really can't say it. They just have to study it in orangutans or apes or something like that. Like, who does this? Who does this consistently? They're like, this is low-level bullshit. We, not, we can't even send the studies out. <laughs> right? But here we go right here. I know people are upset, but it is what it is. It says right here, feelings of anger, confusion, frustration, and sadness are all part of the roller coaster of emotions that your children may experience as a result of the events happening in their life. All right, and this is why you can't control the way your child feels in relation, in relation to your divorce or separation. You can take precautions to monitor the behavior of your child as well as your own. Now, if, if one of the spouses... It's moving on, and the other spouse is depressed, victimized. If you have a contentious separation, watch this. I'm going to prove this later. Your kids most likely will falter. Now, you don't know when. They might do well for a period of time and then falter, mostly because they see the parent not progressing. Maybe the other parent becomes aggressive, about them, about life, about parent, And the other parent is a crumpled up mess crying in the shower. Mommy, why are you crying? Mommy, why we broke? This is going to have a negative effect on your child. Your child is going to sympathize mostly for the female parent. And then they will go into a deep, dark place. Okay. Or they will overemphasize. They will oversympathize, sympathize for the female parent. Now, this is when they become depressed. They become strung out. They become trauma bonding individuals. So you have to watch out. If your partner has an advance and they're in therapy and they're constantly saying they're depressed and they're not happy, they're going to bring your child down. And this is a form of sabotage and codependency. So watch out for this. If the father is pissed, mad, angry at the system, angry at child support. We're going to talk about that later. This could have a negative effect on the child as well. All right. It could have a negative effect because then they feel like they get blamed. So that's number one here. Be on the lookout for concerning signs like aggression or depression. Be aware of your own behavior. Uh, spouses who are bitter for way too long. It says as a divorce separated parent who shares custody or visitation rights, it is important to monitor your own behavior uh, around your children. And guys, let me just tell you, no woman's going to take accountability for this shit. All right. It's always going to be the dad's fault. It's always going to be Jermaine's fault, if you will. All right. So. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. All right. Most of the females are not going to do it. And they don't realize that they're, they're emotionally terrorizing their children. Like they're emotionally terrorizing them. When the kid goes to the father's house. What they'll do is say, oh, I'm going to be so sad. I can't wait for you to come back. Emotional terrorism. That's abuse. All right. 
uh, when the kid goes to spend time with the father, visitation and or custody, and the mother interferes, always constantly texting him, I love you, I miss you. Emotional terrorism. If the kid has a situation where he says, I want to go see dad, and the kid will, the mother will say, I can't believe you want to go see him after all he's done to me. Emotional terrorism. So then the next time the kid thinks about going to see dad, they're going to not, they're, they're going to not ask. They're going to not ask. They're going to say, well, my mother's going to get set off if I do this. This is what happens after divorce. So it's emotional terrorism. You're basically keeping the kid to, close to you and then playing a victim if the kid wants to do something well with the mother of uh, the father. It's a form of abuse and manipulation. By the way, the courts will never help you with this. All these pseudo-psychologists will never acknowledge this. All right, this is just me. This is the king of kings telling you what's up from the male perspective. Nobody's ever going to sympathize for you. They're just going to make you pay child support. Okay, they just, the kid says they want to live with mom. All right, fuck it. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Don't fight it. Yeah, if the dad gets a new girlfriend, these are all things that do affect children because, you know, when you were a kid, if you ever been in a split family and your parent had a new mate, it was somewhat traumatizing. So watch out for these signs. In fact, watch this for people who don't realize this. It says many studies, uh, I mean, it says many studies found that children of divorced families experience lower levels of well-being regardless of scholastic achievement, conduct, psychological development, self-esteem, social competence, and or relationships with other children. Okay, and this comes from high conflict, separation, and divorce options or considerations. If you're two co-parents and you don't talk to each other, for whatever reason you jackasses come up with, your kids are going to have to choose sides. Okay? And they will side with the one who looks hurt the most, which is mostly the woman. Okay, mostly the woman. Tracking the effects of divorce. And also, they're also coming out with new co-parenting data. So I'm interested to see. Because co-parenting causes, probably causes more conflict in court than they want to acknowledge. All right, so when you're co-parenting and you have parent, kids going back and forth, what it does is it probably prolongs the conflict longer than if one parent had the kid and the other parent was not involved. At that point, there's not much conflict. One parent presides over the kid, whether it's the demon parent or the good parent. There's really no. And then what happens is there's no conflict. All there is is passive aggressive. He, she just chases you back for child support. And you don't actually get any input or contact with the kid. If it's co-parenting, the conflict goes up. The conflict goes crazy because there's constant tug and pull and emotional terrorism, emotional guilt. I'm going to show you. I'm going to read it here. Right? And there's a constant modification trying to switch up of custody. One parent definitely is trying to pull and tug and gain an advantage. One person's in a bind. It, it, is, the, it is the system of Satan. Let me show you here. Let me show you here. Uh, here it is right here. Let me see. Then I'm going to get into how women recover. Watch this. Stuff people don't know. How kids see death and divorce. Are you ready? Are you ready? Y'all ready for this? <laughs> um, how kids see divorce and death. 
You're going to be shocked when I read this. It says, uh, Lewis Terman, Stanford University, began a study in 1921 focusing on comparing children of divorce and children whose parents died. Although Thurman has passed on, his study continues. This study has found that children of divorce fare much worse than children whose parents die. Now, these are the things. These are the things that nobody wants to talk about, right? Because you have selfish, immature adults carrying on with this bullshit carrying on with court battles and custody and child support, carrying it on. And this just makes, makes, it makes it difficult for the child because when the parents are around, there's tension in the air and they can feel the tension. They would know if you were cordial with each other and they are know when there's tension. But here's the data showing you that children of divorce fare much worse than children whose parents die. In fact, Teachers have noticed this as well. Teachers have noticed this as well. Now, um, it says right here, although kids will continue stages of grief after death, here it is. It's a continual adjustments. Now, kids adjust very well. They adjust very well, but you're putting a lot on the children. You're actually going to probably start having them deal with adult issues when they don't really care. They want to be kids. It says, although kids will go through stages of grief after death, there is not the ongoing adjustment of new step parents, siblings, housing arrangements, moving, continual parental conflict through divorce that it usually brings. When the divorced parent brings new partners and children into the situation, the children of divorce often feels betrayal or neglect. The losses keep coming. What? The losses keep coming. And then they're also being played as pawns in the court system. And they don't know it. They don't even know. They're not aware. They, they have a sense of it, but they're not aware. But the parents are fighting over them on a daily basis. Guys, if you don't think that energy transmute back into them when you come after court or you come after meeting your attorney or you come after fighting for them or you come after arguing with your co-parent or spouse, ex-spouse, if you don't think they can't, can't feel that, you're crazy. If you don't think they can't feel the tension when one parent sits outside in the car and waits for them to come to daddy's car. And the parent's sitting up there. If you don't think they can't see that, you're crazy. And this is your life for however many years. No, not until they reach adulthood for their entire life. This is their life for their entire life. Like when they graduate from high school, when they first drive a car, when they pick a college, when they get their first job, when they, you know, when they um, experience something that they want to share with the other parent, success, graduation from college, finding their first girlfriend, right? Uh, having a health scare, marrying, birth of children, holidays. This shit goes on and on and it never stops. It never stops. Some the some of the best way I know a lot of guys. Excuse me, a lot of guys say wash your hands. It's probably not a bad idea, 
all right, it's probably, it's, it's not worse than what you're going to put your kids through. Because what you're going to put your kids through by sticking around is going to be just as hurtful. All right, anyway. And then into the afterlife, if a parent dies, if a child dies, meaning that adult child dies before the parents at any age. Remember I showed you this funeral? This is what happened when a child died and check, check out what happened. She starts screaming, you know, because family members from both sides have to come to the wedding. I mean, the funeral, right? Families from both sides are going to come. What if the mother acts up? What if the mother says, no, you can't come to the funeral? By the way, by the way, I shared a story of a father who didn't, who lost contact with their children. He might have washed his hands. He might have had some reason why. But he found out his son had cancer and died. Then he showed up at the funeral. This mother had armed police security in the funeral home. I tell you, man, these women are evil when it comes to these games that they play. I wish, and I showed the video. This was years ago. This is years ago. She had armed security try to prevent the father from attending the child's funeral. Now, what kind of crazy, psychotic person would do that? Well, when you're dealing with these people post-divorce, okay, this is what you're dealing with mostly from women. There are some men that do some wild shit, but most of the time the men, the, the woman's frustrated because the man is trying to be in the kid's life, not because he's absent. What frustrates women is that you're trying to be in the kid's life. You're trying to try. You're trying to fight for custody. That's what frustrates them. Not when you're absent. When you're absent, it gives her a clear path to do what she wants until she is in a bind. And then she'll say it's because you weren't there. So that, that is a different way to do it. In fact, the story of La Llorona was that the father was active and she was jealous of it. But these are the things that men have to deal with. And I'm here to constantly stomp on this particular uh, soapbox about this. I will never stop because I have the truth. I have the side that nobody's willing to speak of. And I'm going to keep trumpeting this no matter who hates it. Because this is the reality that nobody wants to hear. Nobody wants to face. You understand? All right, let's get into this one right here. And no, this is not one-sided. Uh, here we go right here. Divorce effects on women. Divorce effects on women. This is by a law firm. Let me see here. So this is after the marriage will. Where is it at here? All right, this is men and women. I want to find the one. Give me one second. I want to find the one. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. I think this is the one. Give me a second here. All right. Financial impact on divorced women. So one of the things we hear is that uh, women get child support and alimony and community property, right? The other thing that we don't hear about is that most of them go broke. They're like professional athletes when it comes to this. Some women do recover, but it's later. 
right? So they'll go through the divorce. They'll have the alimony child support. They'll go broke, bankrupt, and all this stuff. Yes, somebody's going bankrupt. At least one of you are, if not both, after a divorce. So that's a reality you have to deal with. But long-term, when the child support runs out or maybe some alimony or maybe the guy washes his hands, maybe she can't track him down for getting any child support, women suffer more. Some women do recover after this, though. So what they'll do is they'll recover, and but it might be in their 50s. They'll start a business, and they'll get, they'll get back on track. Most women do not recover. It says right here, reasons why women can suffer a larger financial impact than their male spouses. Number one, despite modern advancements in employment equality, women are more likely to take time off of work or reduce their work hours to take care of children, which can impact their, poten- their earning potential. Additionally, women are more likely to have jobs, working jobs that offer low pay and fewer opportunities for advancement. Now, this is a choice. This is not violin bullshit. They chose this. The reason why they're choosing it is because they get to keep custody of the children. So they'll do this and they'll have to leave. Okay, take a day off of work because the kids are sick and or the kid has a doctor's appointment or blah, 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 and they'll have to go to their boss. Their boss will have to be sympathetic. Okay, you're a single mother. You're a princess warrior. Then they won't advance in their career. And then they'll, it'll affect them financially, and then they'll say, hey, but, but what they're not telling you is they're choosing this by taking primary custody. They're choosing this. They could easily push that custody over to the father so that the father will have to make decisions on 50-50 and take off of work when the kids are sick. But they won't do this they will actually take more custody and then get mad when the kid gets sick. Well, your problem is you took the money from the system and now this is your, this is how it comes back. So then they'll start, the the child support will seem inconsequential. Okay, $500 in child support, but they lost four days of wages because the kids were sick. So they evened it out, right? They lost money. They thought they were going to double dip, but they actually lost money. And then they'll blame you. This is a choice. This is a choice. So they got themselves. And they're saying it right there. That's what they're saying. During divorce proceedings, women are less likely to have access to financial resources and assets such as property, savings, and investment. Sounds like a choice. This could leave them in a vulnerable position, particularly if they've been out of workforce for a while. Even if child support and alimony payments are ordered, they may not uh, they they may not be enough. It says they. I think it meant that meant may not be enough to bridge the financial gap left by divorce. Again, a choice. A choice. So they're making these choices to focus on things that uh, don't matter or that it doesn't matter to them. It's not important to them, and then it catches up to them. By the way, families, families, if you have a daughter and she gets divorced, they're falling back to you. If you have a daughter and they get divorced and she says, I'm going to divorce my husband, you better tell that bitch, you better get back, back there and do what that man tells you to do. Because what you're going to do, what you're going to do is you're going to be supporting your daughter. And you should. Because especially if you butt butt your nose in their relationship and you tell your daughter to bounce, you're going to be paying for your daughter. Yes, she's going to have to move in. 
She's going to have to, uh, you know, lean on you for help and so forth and so on. So if you're a parent and you have a sibling, you have a, a, a child that's married and you're, you're, if you have a daughter, you better make sure you tell her to get, your, get her ass back in there and fight for her marriage. If you tell her to bounce, don't be mad when you got to cover the costs because that's what's going to happen. You're going to have to cover the costs and the guy doesn't, he no longer has to take care of that woman like he did when he was married. So you're going to have to cover that cost. So that's another effect right there. All right, let me give you another one right here. They said the gender pay gap bullshit also plays a role in long-term financial impact of divorce and women. Well, no, it's not the gender pay gap. It's the fact that women don't work as long in laborious jobs, labor jobs, and or jobs that require mental work. They end up 50, 40, 55, or if they'll look to remarry, that's another thing, and they'll just coast, and they're not going to grind it out at 55. So then that limits them. That limits them. They're going to get tired. They might get sick. They might have a health scare, and it's going to take them out of the workplace in general. Unsafe drug use used caused by, unsafe drug use caused by divorce. Listen to this one. So after the marriage will, after the alimony, child support, the custody split, the same Gallup poll found that 33% of divorced women have turned to drugs, either prescription, recreational, or illegal to relax after a divorce when they previously had not used drugs for that purpose. Only 25% of divorced men stated that they started drug use after divorce for that reason. In this way, a divorce can be more physically and mentally dangerous for women than it is for men, which does not even bring to light the physical risk of constant stress. Again, this is a choice. You will hear divorced women say something like this. Well, after my divorce, I was so unhappy that I turned to alcohol. I became an alcoholic, right? Or I started using drugs. I started doing things dangerous. I had to go to therapy. I took prescription meds and it fucked up my body. This is a choice. That's how I look at drug use. You decided to turn to the bottle. You decided. And this is why I didn't even allow alcohol in my house post-divorce. I wouldn't even let it come in my house. All right, I'll be like, nope, because when you're down, you tend to do down thing. So let me just say this again. It says right here, roughly 33% of divorced women have turned to drugs, either prescription. Of course, this is what happens when you're dating divorcees and skeezer divorcees at that. You got a lot of mental health uh, issues there. If they say they got mental, if they say they had mental health issues post-divorce, there it is right there. They be cracking, right? Remember, all right? Remember, and I laugh at this because ninja human beings are weak. They be cracking. They be cracking, man. And they don't know. They misguided and undecided. And when they act like this, ninja, you're trying to co-parent with them. Forget it. You're trying to co-parent with them and they not sober. They cracking. They misguided. They want to be heard. Oh, ninja, there's no hope. There's no hope. And you stuck with this woman. And you stuck like glue. 
All right, let me continue here with this uh, data here. Isn't this interesting stuff? Interesting stuff. And they're trying to do none of these things have they blamed the woman on. They blaming the man, essentially. High pre-level, high pre-stress divorce levels. Okay, uh, let's continue here. Divorce is a life-changing event that affects both men and women, but studies have shown that women often experience more negative effects both financially and emotionally. Choice, because they're the ones filing for the divorce. Uh, most times, for many women, divorce can lead to financial instability, loss of social support, and a decline in their mental health. It says it right there, ninja. Decline in their mental health. <laughs> so when they lobbed this complaint, Ninja, this is what you asked for. You signed up for this shit. You thought it was going to be sunshines and rainbows and unicorns. Instead, you out there about to go to a therapist getting zooted. That's what your future looks like. And yes, you about to be taking Lexapro and Xanax and wine. And this is why I tell you divorcees are no bueno. Like you can, you can fornicate with them, but yeah, they off limits. Cause they're going to experience one of these, at least one. All right. Loss of social support, financial instability. They're gonna, I know people, I know women that got all three of these. All right. Again, no accountability for the woman in this one, right? Oh, they got, okay. Let's talk about the men. Let's talk about the men. I think I got the women down. I got the men, women down. All right. There's two things that are going to happen. Oh, uh, before we do that, how divorce, how does divorce financially affect women? Gen- generally, women suffer more financially than they than men do in divorce. The financial burden is greater during the first year after divorce and varies depending on how much money the woman contributed to the family. Oh, there's an interesting stat in here. And their ability, their ability and weak willingness of the former husband to make child support payments. So their financial success is hinged upon the former husband making child support payments. Like, again, they're not independent. So when they divorce you, part of the divorce is to get them through child support payments. (laughs) Y'all still trying to get it right here? Okay. About one in five women fall into poverty as a result of divorce. The poverty line. Okay, we moving on. About one in four women lose their health insurance for a period of time after divorce. One in three women who own a home and have children at home when they divorce lose their home. One in three. And this includes women who were awarded a property in divorce and they just had to make the payments. All they had to do was make the mortgage payments. They got to keep the house. The guy walked away, and then all they had to do was keep making the payments. One in three lose the house, mainly because they're dependent on, right here, the ability and willingness of the former husband to make child support payments. They're literally still trying to depend on you and and just clamoring over you. This is why they bad about the child support. Uh, let's continue here. Uh, three out of four divorced mothers with child support orders don't receive their full payments. Go get a job. 
-hmm. then she says, well, I can't get a job because I have more custody and have to be here for the kid. Okay, give up custody to the father. It's pretty simple. But they'll say, well, the, the woman's getting punished for being a lower earner. The father's getting punished because he earns more. <laughs> All right. You see how you can't win with these people. Women often need the help of public assistance programs to supplement their family's finances, which often still fail to cover all financial necessities after divorce. Cry me a river ninja. Remember, they asked for this, <laughs> right? They literally asked for this. Remember, they're the ones that said, right? I'm not happy. <laughs> you better, hey, you better work, bitch. And then when child support ends, they about to be up shit's Creek. They about to be up shit's Creek, more than likely. And then what happens is it financially affects the children. Less parenting time, less time with the parents. Fewer opportunities. Children with divorced parents often cannot experience the extra opportunities such as music lessons, summer camp, sports, choir, and drama because of strained finances. Now, that's going to come from the mother. If the father pays for those, she's going to blow that up. She's going to say, that's my money. So you start supporting your kids in these endeavors. She looks at that as that's money that could have gone to her because she's probably in a bind. So she's like, hey, you're spending all this money on these activities. That's my money, right? Mm. She'll feel a sense of entitlement, and she'll try to get the kids to quit. Quit soccer. Quit band. Quit. Quit cheerleading. Quit. She'll get them to quit, and then she'll stick them in daycare because the state will supplement it. She gets a discount. Tell me I ain't lying. Is anybody out here, anybody out here, Guys, I'm reading right from the page. I'm not making this shit up. I'm reading right from it. All right, so I'm not making this up. This isn't me. This isn't my anecdotal. I'm reading right from the page, okay? School. Children from divorced home, home struggle more in school and are less likely to graduate from high school. They're also less likely to attend college because of lack of financial support to enroll. Where did the child support money go? So the mother will then say, you don't have to go to college. Now, again, there's an argument why kids know to, need to go to college, but the mother will say, you don't need to go. You don't need to go. Just don't go. Just go to junior college, which, again, there's arguments as to what's more. But the kids, uh, uh, what is the junior college graduation rate? 30%? Like, the likelihood that they transfer is very low, all right, unless they go to a very suburban junior college. It's low. Slow as fuck. It's not even 50%. It's got to be, like, 40%. It's super low. Okay, so that's what the mother will do. The mother will say, you don't have to do it. You don't have to go. It's overrated. And so she'll sabotage the kid right there, right there. And she'll lower the expectations of the burden of the performance. You don't have to go to high school. You don't have to graduate. Just get your GED. He says, they experts are public assistance. By the way, if you think I'm lying about this, it's right here. It's right here. I'm reading insurance. Some children will lose insurance coverage. And others will face medical expenses not covered by insurance, such as chronic illness. Okay, so I'm not making this up. Let's go to the men. Let's go to the men. And guys, I've experienced a lot of these things, so just let you know. All right, so the children will be, um, it'll, she'll decide the future of the children. 
Uh, here it is right here. Effects of divorce, the hidden consequences of men and women. All right, so the, uh, the physical uh, effects of men, just to go quickly, due to, weak, due to a weakened immune system, divorced men and women usually get more colds in cases of flu. Divorced men have significantly higher incidences of cancer and heart disease. Both divorced men and women experience extreme changes in their weight. The mortality rate, let's get the undertaker. The mortality rate for divorced men is nearly 250% greater than with married men. Uh, divorced men suffer more heart attacks and strokes than non-divorced men. Let's go to physical effects of the women. Women have phys similar physical health uh, responses to a divorce as men do, but they are slightly different rates. Both men and women have an increase in heart attacks. Women will, uh, who have been divorced once see an increase in their chance of a heart attack by 24%. Women who have divorced twice see an increased risk of heart attack by 77%. And this says right here, uh, they're talking about the heart attacks. And by the way, that's not the only thing that they have physical effects of. When you talk about drug use increasing, alcohol increasing, reckless activity increasing, depression, dependency on therapy and counseling and or psychological medication, this is going to spiral them down physically, spiral. They might have complications. They might need a kidney transplant. You never know because of their, their, their uh, mistreatment of their body and their depression mentally. So they're really going to crash. It says right here, emotional effects and psychological effects of divorce for men, guilt, anxiety, stress, depression, insomnia, substance abuse, identity crisis. All right, identity crisis. I'm going to add another one. I'm going to add stress and anxiety because you're going to walk on eggshells around your, your spouse, right? You don't want to set your spouse off. Your spouse is always taking you to court. Your spouse has always got baby mama drama. This stress is, is a killer. This stress right here will take you out because you're always walking on eggshells. Oh, I don't want her to trip. All right, and so that's a psychological effect. What about this one? Psych psychological effects from women. They have uh, identity problems, higher frequency of identity problems during and after a divorce. Many women are focused on being superb mothers and wives during the marriage. They face the sudden loss of their second self-identity. What that means is, what that means is they're no longer a mother. This is why they freak out when they get split custody. This is why they think it's an L when they get split custody. Because they can't really be like, and you'll see this. I've seen this a lot. I've seen this a lot. But what will happen is you'll get around parents from two-parent households, and you'll overcompensate on your parenting, which means the two-parent household is going to say, hey, teenagers this, and raising kids do this. And when the kids come home with homework, this happens. And when the kid goes to sleep, what will happen is two-parent household people will talk about parenting. What will happen is, particularly with women, sometimes with men, that parent is a partial parent, a part-time parent. And what they'll do is be like, yeah. And when they come home with their homework, that person will try to join in with the people who parent every day. Mm. 
every day. They deal with their kids every day. They deal with their habits and routines every day. And they'll do this. And the, the co-parent, the part-time parent, will be like, yeah. And when my kid, you are a part-time parent. You ain't even experiencing this every day. Two-parent households be on this shit every day. Homework, frustration with the kids, nutrition, dinner, making them eat their chicken nuggets and carrots. But here come the part-time parent with the overcompensation. Yeah, and my kids won't eat broccoli either, bitch. You a part-time parent. You ain't going through this every day. There's about seven days. There's about 14 and a half days where you ain't seeing your kids at all. 14 and a half days per month out of 30. You ain't seen hide nor hair of no parenting. You can't go in there and throw yourself in the identity of parents because you a part-time parent. <laughs> and the dad of Disneyland dad. Both of y'all trying to act like you know what the hell going on. But you just a part-time ass parent. The times where you ain't seeing your kid, you either crying in the corner, crying in your soup because you broke, or you trying to date and find a man, and or you're in the spirit of fornication. Or you're doing something with, <laughs> you ain't doing shit. Your kid's out here getting parented by somebody else. That creates the identity crisis. That's the identity crisis that they go through, right? So they're trying to forge forward as if they're a parent, but they're just a part-time parent. All right, positive effects in divorce. It says right here, relief is one of the biggest effects. If you can get relief, a pop, another one is expansion of self-identity and taking on a new role. So this one says free agent lifestyle. Many people will focus on advancing their career, picking up a new hobby, and expanding their social circle. Sometimes you will even see uh, see this as escapism, but in our experience, they have wonderful positive effects. Let's go back to some men right here. The uh, Men, divorce is a risk factor for self-deletion for men. Right? Divorce is a risk factor for self-deletion, especially for men. Now, if you're a woman, oh, man, the Raiders can't tackle nobody. Embarrassing. If you're a woman and you're saying, I want to self-delete after my divorce, well, men are more likely to delete themselves after a divorce. They're way more likely. It ain't, it, let me read the statistics. They're 2.5 times greater more likely to self-delete. Men, not the women. It says right here, wait, I actually says right here in another study. In another study, compared to divorced women, divorced men were nine times more likely to self-delete. Why is that? Why is that? Let's see if they say it. The advantage right here dwarfs the 3.5 to 1 male advantage we typically see in self-deletions, period. But when it comes to divorce men, it's triple. Triple. You have triple the likelihood of just the general population. All right. Let's see here. Yeah, let's go. Take it to the house. Oh, he stepped out of bounds. Did he? Take it to the house. Come on. My over-under is messed up. I think he stepped out. 
All right, uh, anyway. One of the reasons why it suggests that society has undervalued the strength of paternal child bonds. So they when, when you talk about parents in custody, the father-child bond is broken. So what will happen is they'll take the kid from the child, okay? Take the kid from the child, and the father will have a broken heart. Not only will that happen, there will be crazy-ass high child support, right? So then he's also economically disenfranchised, and the kid is not. And they'll just, I don't know what, what this, I don't know why people do this, but when taking the kid away from the father, why don't people care about that bond? People are very comfortable just taking the kid away from the father as if there's no bond. What is that? Why do people do that? I'm, I'm very curious as to why people believe that that doesn't have an effect on the father. I mean, I think they know it has an effect. They're trying to hurt him. They're trying to hurt him. But then the father experiences more self-deletion as a result. And it says, and this underestimates the traumatic effect of severing uh, those bonds through our typical custody agreements and arrangements. Further, we fail to appreciate the catastrophic financial impact on divorced men and the anger and resentment engendered by losses of both property and status in the wake of a divorce settlement. So when people say, just pay your child support, that undermines his role as a father. Isn't it more important to be in a kid's life? Well, they'll say that too. Well, you weren't there and you weren't here and you weren't there. And, and men need men, boys need men in the, in their lives. Boys need fathers. Be a father to your child, be present. But at the same time, we'll restrict you from the child. And then thus say, just pay your child support. You're not supporting your kid. If you don't pay your child support. Do you see why men will find out after a while or figure out there's no hope, especially if they love their child? Now, some men overcompensate by just saying, I'll wash my hands. I'll wash my hands. But washing your hands is actually hiding, hiding the fact that you love your kids. You want to see your kids. And you know if you say, I want to see my kids, nothing's going to happen. So you give up hope. You give up hope. You're saying, man, well, listen, the best thing I can do is act like they don't exist. This is going to come back to bite you because they're going to show up as an adult. For one reason or the other, they're going to show up to blame you. They're going to show up to learn your side of the story. They're going to show up to say they hate you. They're going to show up to say they resented you. They're going to show up to say, help me out. I'm in a bind. So do you see what's happening here? It's the lack of care of men's emotions, but then they're telling us to be emotional. All right, let's continue here. Even with maturity and experience, okay, before we get to second marriages, this study says men become richer after divorce. Men become richer. Let's find out why. Male increase. Oh, sorry, male incomes rise by a third after a split while women are worse off and can struggle for years. Divorce makes men and 
particularly fathers, significantly richer. When a father separates from the mother of the child, according to new research, his income, available income, increases by around one-third. Women, in contrast, suffer severe financial penalties. And uh, regardless of whether she has children, the average woman's income falls by more than a fifth. And this is an older article. And remains low for many, many years. All right. And it says right here that where the research comes from. And it says right here, uh, it says right here, the general belief that men get fleeced by their divorce while women get richer and live off the proceeds may long been due for exposure as a pernicious, is it pernicious myth? Um, again, this is also feeding into the idea that women do struggle long term. Now, in my case, this is true. <laughs> All right, this is true. Some men never financially recover. As a matter of fact, I meant to mention this right here. Let me see if I can find this data because this is an interesting one right here. Men don't rarely financially recover, but oh, I, this is an important one too. But after a while, he'll make more money without her because his biggest financial burden was the woman, not the kids. Not the kids. And with the removal of the woman, he'll make more money long-term as long as he doesn't get married again. So the biggest financial burden was the woman in the marriage. Typically, in general. Remember, we're speaking in general. Oh, where is it at? Because it talked about, I got to share you this one, man, because this one is going to be mind-blowing. They talked about uh, men, depending on how you contributed in the marriage, what your likelihood of recovery was. Ah, uh, here it is right here. Here it is. This is a good one. Listen to this one. How does divorce financially affect men? Most men experience a 10 to 40% drop in their standard of living, child support, and other related divorce payments, separated home and apartment, and the possibility, uh, the possible loss of an excess income adds up. Listen to this. Men who provide less than 80% of the family's income before the divorce suffers the most. Let me read that again. Remember, women be like, hey, I want to make my own money. Women be like, hey, we're 50-50. Hey, you pay, I pay. Men that are not breadwinners. Men that get married to a woman that has money too in a career. If you contribute less than 80% of the family's income before the divorce, before the divorce, you suffer the most financially. Right there. On the other hand, men who provide more than 80% of the family's income before a divorce, meaning they pay almost all the bills, do not suffer as much financial loss and may even marginally improve their financial situation. Wow. So when you come in and you play 50-50, you come in and you, she has money and you have money and you combine your resources. When the divorce happens, you're going to suffer the worst because you're dependent on that woman and her income. Now, I actually told you that because I knew a, a, a couple that had been together for a long time. Well, they eventually got into an open marriage. Now, I was seeing the woman. 
and sending her back over to her man. Now, she said, well, we really are just roommates, but we can't separate. And I said, why? And she said, neither one of us would be able to financially survive. I was like, that's an L. So they have an equal partnership. They're partners. They share in the expenses, but neither one of them can move. They're stuck. So that if the, if one of them left, the other one would be in a lurch. The other one would suffer dramatically. And that is another reason as to why you wouldn't take that approach. I'm going to take the approach of, nah, you ain't going to have me out here fucked up. He says, they won't tell you this. They won't tell you this. Let me read it again. Men who provide less than 80% of the family's income before divorce suffers the most. On the other hand, men who provide more than 80% of the family income before divorce does not suffer as much financial loss and may even marginally improve their financial situation. Woo! Fathers with custody or with shared custody of children have additional expenses. Okay, so here we go right here. Often, men's earnings are garnished, stolen, extorted by the state. In other words, money they owe for child support is taken directly out of their paycheck. One man we know was divorced three times, and most of the money from his paycheck was gone before he got it. He was unable to get his child support order amended despite his declining income. Okay? Last thing, and we'll get you back on to your day. Last thing. Uh, Here it is right here. See, these are the things nobody tells you. I'm here to break this shit down like a fraction. Even with maturity and experience, second marriages are even more likely to end in divorce than first ones. So, if you think first marriages are bad statistically, and of course, I've talked about this for years. I wrote this in my book, so this isn't me saying it the first time. Second marriages are worse performers. So if you get married a second time, you almost are guaranteed financially to get screwed. 60% compared to the uh, inconsiderable 50% first marriages. Second marriages often break up because there are more elements to balance. For instance, co-parenting, custody schedules, children, Maybe one spouse never had children. The other one did. Maybe the female wants to have children and add children to the family. All right. So there's a lot of dynamics that are not present in the first one. It's not present at all. Then you add baggage from the first marriage into the second one. Brady Bunch. uh, Kids coming and going in and out of houses. What if both parents, both both, uh, spouses have children from other relationships? It's nuts. And people think you can easily do this. Oh, you can easily do it. This is almost what you want. Like, these are things that you don't want to do. You, you want to avoid this shit. For all the joys second marriages offer, they come with their own challenges. Chief among them, 
the melding of finances and families. For instance, one parent has to pay child support out of the second family's household to the first. Right? So you have a household income, but a significant chunk goes to the first house. The second house, that income disappears. This was started the MRA movement. All right, so the MRA movement, the Second Wives Club, were going after changes of child support laws and alimony laws because the second house started to become penalized. In some cases, the second spouse's income was considered household income, and those both incomes were paired against the single mother or the mother's income, the first mother, and the first mother was able to get an increase in child support because the second income and the second wife's income was greater than the first wife, right? And I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen. I've seen the man marry, the man married a career woman who had her own business, and the first wife didn't remarry, became a drug addict and whatnot. The second couple were high suburban. They live in a gated community, and they were doing well. The first mother was trying to give the kids drugs and smoke weed. What happened was the first household was penalized. The second wife's income was penalized because their household expenses was way more greater than the first. Did anybody know these things? Nobody knows these things. I'm here teaching you this master class. So it's not, he says, could you repeat that? <laughs> he says, what? So yeah, the, the second wife's income is considered in the household income. So then the first wife comes and takes you back to child support. And then the, the second wife is like, what does she want? And then they go in there and they say, what is the household income? And they'll be like, well, I make. And they'll be like, okay, well, how much does your wife make? What about her? She's, that's not her kids. Well, that's the household income. And then, boom, they'll make the child support according to the household income. It can happen. Right? It can happen. So really understand how this goes. It's very, very crazy. So anyway. He says, I'm about to start speaking in tongues. Yes, yeah, so, so you probably have a woman that, that knows this. So these are the things that end up corrupting your experience with your children, your parenting, if you remarry, if you get into the second marriage. And then blending children together. These are some selfish things that people try to do and then make work. What will, <laughs> who's talking too much? I didn't say nothing about my income. One thing that happens in, in this is that then if the second marriage is fractured, if the second marriage is fractured and it doesn't end in divorce, the guy essentially cannot leave because then he's going to pay multiple alimonies and child support, multiple. He's not only going to pay the first wife, he's going to pay the second wife. And typically, marriages, second marriages last for about three to five years. Your kids will have experienced two divorces before they hit 18. 
too. And if you look at the data of how they establish relationships, they actually fail. In fact, female children of divorce are about nine times more likely to divorce when they get married. If you let me let me let me see if I can pull up the data. If you have a female child of a divorcee, there there I think it's like eighty five percent more greater chance that they're going to get divorced when they marry. For boys of divorce, men that divorce, they have a thirty five percent greater chance of divorcing. It's lower than the female child, but it's still higher than two-parent household raised children. If you're looking to get married and you find out their mother is in an unhappy marriage, your mother-in-law is in an unhappy marriage, or they're divorced, or they're divorced, that woman is that much more likely to divorce you in the future. And this also includes... If the mother's in an unhappy marriage, <laughs> right? So really, dude, I mean, there's a lot of science and a lot of statistics, and then people want a lot. Oh, well, we don't want to hear the statistics. Can you succeed with all of this outside of the stats? Sure. But when people say they want to avoid the stats and, oh, what about love? Guys, they're trying to get you to make a bad decision. One of the best decisions. I made was that I didn't remarry. And I was a slight chance that I was going to remarry, right? I thought about it and I actually was talking about it with another woman and it was it was less than 4 years, 3 years after my divorce or after my separation. It was less than 3 years. That would have been the dumbest decision. I would have made in my life other than the first marriage. That would have been the that would have been the that would have been that would have trumped the dumb decision I made to get married the first time. That would have trumped it. Okay. Because it wouldn't have worked out. I mean, we were kind of already having issues already. And just the way everything was set up where I was in my life, I would have, I would, it wouldn't have worked. All right. I was not who I am today. I was not who I am today. So, yeah, I almost got got. And a lot of guys almost get got. In fact, they stay in second marriages, but they can't leave. They can't leave. They know they're screwed if they leave. If they have kids or if their kids are still, they're screwed if they leave. So they stay. And the ones that don't stay, they end up divorced two times loser. Let me get to the Super Chats, man. Hey, man, who? let me know if you enjoyed this. I dig for the data. These are datas and details nobody talks about. I broke it down like a goddamn fracture. Shout out to Angry Man. I, but what people do is they try to avoid this by saying, well, love will conquer all. But you got to really find out that there's more to this. There's a very, very logical reason as to why you should do things. Shout out to Gone with John says, where is some, where is the some men that, wait a minute. Oh, where is the men that think 304s are winning stream? Well, I deleted it. <laughs> All right, so. Where's the some men that think that 304s are winning stream? I think those guys, I don't want to mention names, but yeah. 
All right, because I don't want to bring back names and make beef. But there are some guys that just look up holes are winning. All right, and it should come up. He says, please return this stream to the men. It's my favorite. I can't find it. Oh, it's prop. Okay, you want mine. All right, it'll be up on Vimeo. Free agent lifestyle for life. The wealth manager says, PJ got me considering stepdaddy life with the JUCO. Nope. Shout out to Bobby Wilson. I have a friend that still strokes his ex after they both married different people years ago. Am I wrong to cut him off because he tries to use me to get to her after she blocked him. I don't participate with ninjas that do that. Don't do that. And yeah, you guys have to understand that married people who divorce still have sex with each other. They do. Even if they marry other people, you will find that the affairs are with the previous partner uh, because it's too easy, especially as the woman ages. As she ages and she stays single and there's a financial dependency on the guy or he he exchanged custodies, they're cordial and friendly. He still fucks. <laughs> he still fucks his ex. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't. But, yeah, Andre416 Reform was listening in the grocery store. You've been cooking, coach. Cooking with that hot fish grease. Shout out to Shinku. I tried to be there, and the bitch kept fighting me. Then I realized I can't raise them properly when I got that woman that's constantly fighting me. Indeed. So sometimes you just got to pay the bill. Pay the, pay the child support. I mean, because I refuse to pay child support. I'm sorry, I've refused to co-parent with somebody who's toxic. And the other parent's going to say the other one's toxic. But, man, just, it's, it's basically a stressor. You're taking days off of your life and years off of your life trying to co-parent with somebody that's constantly fighting you. It's not, it's not worth it, right? If your kids are older, you could just walk away from it, all right? It's not worth it because they're just going to cause you money. and they're, they're miserable. They're miserable. They're miserable people. And because they're in this situation that they can't recover from or they're trying to seek revenge or they're bitter, they're going to make it hard for you. It's just better to walk away. And somebody said you can't raise kids in two different houses. You cannot. I don't believe in co-parenting. I don't believe in it. It's unnecessary. Just pay the bill. I don't care what the bill is. Just pay the bill. And yes, your kids will be destroyed. La Llorona. And it's just what it is. Only an enemy sues you. Facts. You can't co-parent like this. Eventually, even the kids will do what you call divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. So they'll see a fracture in the parent and they'll exploit that fracture. All right? Because you're divided. There's no way. And all they have to say is, hey, well, my parent did, the, this parent X did this. What you will find is the other parent doesn't even communicate with the other parent and they'll believe the child. Now, we want to believe our children if they've been harmed or damaged. But any competent child knows that if they want to get the easy way out, go unchallenged, all they have to do is exploit the fracture, manipulate. And that's what'll happen. All right, that that'll happen eventually. And I need them to stop scoring. 
All right, shout out to J.J. Frost says, after my wife divorced me, she lost her job and ended up in a shelter before getting on public assistance. Thank God I didn't have kids with her. Guys, here's one more thing right here, okay? You do not owe your ex anything. You do not owe her anything. She does not owe you anything in terms of financial support. If you choose to do it, well, good for you. Good for you. That's all I can say. If you choose to not to, you have the you have the ability to do so. All right, let me get to these cash apps and all of these people here. But you don't owe them any support. Other than if the government says you owe them support, pay that. Shout out to Big Buck says, thought I seen it all, coach. Send it. All right, I'm not sure where that part of the stream was. Especially if they're a agitator, if they're an agitator, if they're an agitator, let her freeze. <laughs> All right, let her freeze or let him freeze, ladies, if that's what you want to do. If they're an agitator, uh, ladies, I do want to know where it is that you see where men have failed and faltered here. Because I know they'd be like, well, well, what about when men do men do what? Shout out to. Jacob says, Coach, how are you able to talk for six hours a day on stream while being an introvert? I'm similar in the ways that I'm quiet around people I'm not comfortable with but can talk for hours with people I enjoy being around. Um, yeah, I'm a selective introvert. But after this show, I don't want to talk to nobody. After I do my shows, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to talk. I don't want to text. I don't want to email. I don't want to FaceTime. So this is my battery draining. Right here. No government name says if uh, you grow some dreads, you consider a thug as a black man. I'm not trying to complain. I find it ludicrous. Uh, they fit all ninjas into one. Um, if we're going to on the premise of crime, then how come I never hear anybody associate a certain hairstyle with white men that do mass shootings and whatnot? Um, I, I, have you lived around white people? <laughs> okay. You know, it might be that you never lived around white people, but white people um, go through hair issues as well. The Beatles um, and their long hair, which oddly enough is not very long, but it was considered long back in the day. Uh, white men that shave their hair bald or close to bald are wiggers. Uh, white men that have long hair, rockers, punk rockers, emo, emo style hair, surfer hair, bell haircut hair. Um, there's so many issues there that that you might not have experienced that you don't realize is an issue. Uh, teenage boys that don't cut their hair and they wear it in in, in the in, in the hair that covers their hair like a a, a shaggy poodle, skinheads. I mean, there's too many things to debunk what you're saying, but maybe it's just that you're not experienced. But these guys get prejudiced too. I mean, mullets, mullets. I mean, there's a whole bunch of bald head ninjas. At, at 18, ninjas that done lost their hair, male pond and baldness, there's a lot of things that happen. I'm just letting you know. But I've lived around a lot of white folks, and maybe some, you know, there's a lot of people, brothers that don't, and they may not realize that there's prejudices in that many people experiences. Uh, skater, oh, skate culture, oh, my God. Skate culture is another one in the white community. You are a ninja. They treat you like a ninja if you got a skateboard. You got a skateboard. I mean, and you got the skateboard haircut. 
they treat you like a straight up ninja out there. They don't let you get by with nothing. Them soccer moms and those uh uh those soccer moms and those Karens be after you. But please, please know, yeah. And then if white people grow dreads, so hair for everybody is hair for everybody is one of those things where you get judged. Uh, black women get judged really harsh for their hair. Black men, same thing for their hairstyle choice. Yeah, mohawks. Um, hair, hair is something that we judge people off of. So I, I would say I understand what you're saying. Yes, black men with certain hairstyles are definitely going to get um, some stereotypes. But to say other people don't experience it, I think that would be lacking in experience. And then I'm not trying to cape for anyone. I'm just telling you, there's, there's, there's too much evidence to say, yeah, man buns, white dudes that wear man buns. There's just too much evidence to suggest that, that they get prejudiced too. Anyway. And then when they walk in the stores, yes, they, they're just as much as going to deal with some stereotyping and whatnot as you. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, let's see here. Last one. Fixes a bind says, if I ever get a time machine, I'll go back to the 1950s, marry a thin flatback, thin flatback, get a job making 27K, buy a big house and a car, have two kids, and as soon as the divorce comes, I'll get in my time machine and go back to 2023 and look up the records to see what happened to them kids. Shout out to you. <laughs> you wild. You wild for that. Hopefully you can find the time machine. All right, uh, what do we got here? 737. Oh, boy, I'm going to lose my under bet. All right, I think I got everybody, man. But uh, anything else we need to cover? No. So that means we're going to be ready for Tuesday. Yeah, hippies. Hippies and all that. Shout out to the Coach Gang. What are we doing here? <laughs> uh, yep, shout out to the Coach Gang. We out of here. Enjoy the rest of the game. We'll be back tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>